Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redox Plus Cephala Podcast. The only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are officially part of the Dorkening and the Inebriard Podcast Networks. And as always, for 2020, we have been brought to you this entire time by Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for. <laughs> it also makes great stock stocking stuffies, as my wife just recently found out. This is Parasite. This yeah. stuff enjoying... means stocking. Yeah, we were doing <laughs> some uh, some cranberry flavored coffee nice. that was Yum. stuffed into her stocking. It's uh, it's the life. I stuff I stuff mine in those little uh, little carrig things. Put the grounds in there. The yeah. hot water through it. It's all nice, nice. Nice, mm. nice. Uh, before we get a little further, I am your host. My name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve of Destruction, a.k.a. All Hallow Steve, though nobody calls me really on the phone anymore because people just text. And uh, with me, as always, are my inky cohorts. Uh, see, I said inky. Which, that's actually a Joe thing. I stole that. I, yeah. I said inky. You thief, you. you, you I don't you know. I think that just rolled up. It rolled right theft. off the tongue. Flat You're out robbed it. Yes, uh, my uh, my my groovy, awesome, with me this whole time through the plague cohorts, boss rush mode. Oh, I think he's a ghost now. He's been ghosted. Eight bit alchemy. Uh, I don't know what just happened. I think we are down a podcast host. Is boss rush okay? Enough. Is he? Okay. No, he's fine. He's fine. He's oh, okay. Okay. Good. I'm here. This, this is officially the worst intro ever. <laughs> oh my god, he's haunting us, you guys. Uh, and and it's not a ghost. And Joe, <laughs> get your ass to Mars. 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 All right. So we are here at the tail tail end of 2020 this episode originally was going to air last week on tentacle tuesday but we pushed it out because one of our dear hosts mr nintendo has come down come down with the rona but he's damn it, on joe i still i still got it still got them it's still got it's the still rona. there he's it's rocking and ronin you got the Mm. Oh, that uh, was yeah, an auditory cool, just cacophony there. <laughs> that, that that sounded great. Well, that you was, know that's what happens on that was, Zoom. That was audible cock. Ah, uh, audible audible something. Yeah. Um, you know, t- pretty much up to standards for retro redox Yeah. But, um. So, luckily, Nintendo is doing much better. So we are recording. So we are very happy you're you're feeling better, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Obviously, uh, you're not at a hundred percent, but we appreciate oh, you being yeah. here. Um, and obviously couldn't do the big finale without you. So, you know, he's a trooper. No doubt about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. That song was about you this whole time. See, I knew it. That's why I like that song. Yeah. It's because you like horse's breath so much. Some, be- some people like baby's breath, but you like horse's breath. That's uh, true. It's a little, little weird, but that's okay. Um, so tonight, uh, we are going to be uh, doing pretty much what we did last year at the end of our season one uh, f- uh, during the finale, uh, where we have uh, postulated this, this, this pondering. We've said, hey, guys out there, uh, people and f- cool listeners and friends we know and other podcasters and all these people, we kind of put this out there and said, you know, is there a classic movie out there 
that you guys have for some reason just never gotten around to seeing that you would like to watch for this episode that you could then, you know, leave us a voicemail or come on the show and talk to us about it. And we've got some really fun voicemails that we're going to be playing you um, a little bit later on. And we have um, at least one or two people uh, who may stop by this show and uh, it might just log into the live feed as we're going. So we'll see uh, if that happens. I think, I think one's a sure thing anyway. Um, maybe both. So we'll see, we'll see if we have some Amalga friends logging in a little bit later on. Um, but for now, um, we're going to do what we did last year at the beginning before we get to our main segment theme. Uh, we're going to kind of read some stats and sort of, you know, wax a little philosophical about season two because we are at the end of season two and uh, it's been a season. I mean, 2020 was, uh, was a year. It was. It was. It, it's been rough. That's it was sure. a year. So uh, huh. one of the main things was this, as it did for pretty much everybody who was a podcaster with multiple hosts, you know, a podcast with multiple hosts. If you guys were used to recording in a studio like we were, you had to go full digital. So this was something that we had to learn. And, you know, it's an ongoing thing where every week we sound a little different because it depends mm -hmm. on how good everybody's internet is and yeah. all this stuff. So that was... For me, that was a, a really big adjustment. But um, to bright side that shit, I think it's great because it also forced us to learn how to do things remotely, and now we can have guests. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We evolved. I would say that that is the bright side to it, and we have had some pretty fun guests this year. Yeah, right? definitely. <clears throat> so because Absolutely. we had so much free time and we we realized like okay well we don't have to all meet in the same studio and we can do things whenever we sort of added an extra day of recording every week or two and we um we came up with some bonus episodes and some bonus episode i should say formats yeah and uh yeah. so the very the very first one we did was um i believe i believe joe was the host of the very first bonus Ever? Oh no! The very first bonus ever was me and Tim. Me yeah, and eight. That was a crow's name. Yeah, the Zanadu one. Actually, no. Uh, uh, eight bit, do you remember what the the first crow's nest was? Battle yeah, the Battle Olympus. of Olympus. Yes. Oh, that I knew it was a video game thing. Yeah. Yep. Zanadu was number two. Yeah. The uh, okay. that well that that we did that was similar to that. Not the second. Right. Right. Yeah. So what, you want to talk about the idea of the crow's nest and kind of like why we did that? Yeah, I mean, we thought it would be fun if, you know, so many of the episodes that we do are typically revolving around a, you know, a retro theme that we all kind of weigh in on. And, you know, we usually all try to have some kind of spin on the topic. But it was it was kind of cropping up that there might be fun episodes that would be maybe a little bit shorter. Maybe not all of us, you know, wanted to participate in it or it was just kind of like a smaller um, you know, smaller subject matter, and it kind of just, just sometimes it yeah, sometimes it just helps when the format's not so rigid either. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, we usually try to stick to you know having the octoponder doing you know split it up, mm -hmm. do either round table or open discussion, and so Crow's Nest kind of allowed us to open things up and be, I guess, a little bit more of like a free form podcast. So that kept yeah. it you know fun, and then uh, also you know the the episode itself was uh, me and Parasite Steve playing uh, an old Nintendo game, The Battle of Olympus, because we decided hey i remember this game we both we both remember this game and i personally had never beat it let's sit down and try to beat this damn thing and 
and just talk about our experience afterwards. And so that kind of like, you know, planted the seed for, for that one particular idea, which then we replicated later with the Fazanadoos and Fazanadonts episode, um, because we sort of stumbled upon a genre of game in and of itself that are all basically like 2D platformers with exploring and in, in RPG elements, but they're not like Metroid. So I don't know. It kind of, it kind of just like created its own subgenre there. And then, I mean, you guys have done a bunch of Crow's Nest episodes too. You know, some that I've been on, some I haven't. And I think that was just like a fun wrinkle in the formula for this whole year. Yeah. And, you know, definitely made some, some really, and all really the topics didn't... that people remember. Like, yeah. And all the topics didn't necessarily have to be retro either. They oh, could be like right. more modern stuff. Exactly. Like we happen to play retro games, but you guys then, you know, t- had an episode talking about overkill. And I know that, you know, it's like one of Derek's favorite, you know, Derek Rook, shout out to you, bud. Uh, that's one of your like favorite episodes was the overkill one. And it's like, yeah, we wouldn't have even done that if not for, for doing crow's nest stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, that kind of just really allowed us to go more into, you know, further into our nerdy, uh, ways about all things, not just retro shit. I'm pretty sure Derek Rook is responsible for about 25% of the li- total listens we have for that overkill. <laughs> Probably. I, I mean, so we have four listens. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening. Yeah, we to that had so we started times. with negative 20, and then he brought oh, us wow, positive. Oh wow! Right. Yeah. So now we're baseline. It's good. Right. Thanks, Derek. Nice. And yeah, yeah and then, I just, I just, I just want to add this in real quick because I think it's. I think it's funny. Uh, I just the, the the whole point of the, the the crow's nest was to make it uh, look at like a mini episode and not have it be like two plus hours like our normal shows are. And because it's Parasite Steve and Apid Alchemy, they love to talk. And the very first crow's nest was like almost an hour long. It's like it's supposed yeah. to be like twenty minutes. Long. We even had a disclaimer right at the beginning that said this yeah. episode. Yes, yes, it was going to be fifteen or twenty minutes. Yes. But- but still, <laughs> forty-five is down from two hours. Yeah, and sometimes that's true. Really, it's true. Yeah, and sometimes it's we're still two good. and a half. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. we're sometimes we're two and a half hours. Yeah, uh, right. That's yeah. another thing. We got I, more long-winded like, as we've gone. It, and yeah, I, I think sure. the other thing about Crow's Nest that I liked a lot is it kind of it gave us an opportunity to throw in like supplemental episodes that piggybacked on a previous episode. You know, if, if like one of us thought of something after the fact, if we had like a little, you know, tangent that we wanted to go off on and we wanted to right. just make it its own thing. So like I did, you know, a river of slime runs through it uh, to spin off the ghost bust and makes us feel good episode. And, you know, there was even a spin off that uh, boss rush had done, uh, I think, or, or did yeah. you end up doing that one with Dio? Yeah. The Dio okay. one, yeah. I couldn't, yes. I couldn't find, uh, I couldn't find the actual title on there, but uh, the, um, the it's uh the Crow's Nest, the true story of Murray Dio's devilish pal. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. so it was, yeah, it, it ended up being a few later. Yep, there it is. So that was really fun, you know, because we maybe recognize, hey, this might be like a twenty-minute long thing that we could probably just mm-hmm. cut out and put somewhere else, and you know. I know you guys all love how we talk for two hours at a time, but you know, <laughs> sometimes we like to cut a little bit out so you don't have to hear all of it. You know, right. you know we try. A little. We also did a, uh, a third supplemental episode in the Facing the Music episode, which was supplementing our Bill and Ted main episode, Be Excellent yeah. to Each Other. Yes, and uh, that was just basically, uh, we did the Bill and Ted episode right before Bill and Ted 3 came out, so nobody had seen it. And we were just kind of talking about the old movies and our feelings about it and what our hopes and dreams were for number three. And then we watched the third one when it came out and we kind of gave us gave our opinions on the third movie. Yeah. Uh, so that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. 
but yeah, I, I definitely loved doing those supplemental episodes, and I and I would I would love to do more like that in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. <clears throat> Agreed, absolutely. Yeah, and you all would love to hear it. I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. Especially you, Derek. And that's right. Overkill Part Two coming in 2021. And you, Adam Letourneau. And you, Adam Letourneau. You, Tracy. (laughs) No, forget Tracy. Adam Letourneau is there every single week listening. And Phil Conti. And like, we got all these awesome listeners that like, you know, absolutely just hear us every single week because there are there are at least ten or fifteen listens. Like, because we, I, I schedule all the episodes to come out. And they're scheduled to come out at 1 a.m. And when I get up to go to work, there's always 10 or 15 listens already. So I don't know who, <laughs> it's like really funny. Like, I don't know who's listening in the middle of the night, but I don't know, people in Germany. But I, thanks, I thanks. But, but, yeah, uh, thanks, guys and gals. Yeah, right. thanks, guys and gals. We, we really appreciate it. It's really, really. Absolutely, thank you so much. Worth doing, uh, knowing that 10 people are getting up in the morning and going, oh shit, it's Tentacle Tuesday. I got to listen. That's really, really fucking great. So thank you so much for that. And you guys are the retroids. You are the hardcore retroids by far. You're the Um, heart of the tentacle. So we had the heart of the tentacle, the heart (laughs) of the tentacle, the the, uh, the suction cuppers on the tentacle of life. I love suction cuppers. Cuppers. (laughs) The suction cup and cakes. Ten out of tentacle stars. Suction cup and cakes. <laughs> suction cups. Um, <laughs> hashtag. Oh, can we make suction cupcakes for our next anniversary for the sure. next season finale? Uh, sure, we can do that. Okay. Um, right. So that that is the crow's nest, and we also had the brig, and the brig mm-hmm. was our series of interviews where we slam people in. in yes, there. We, yes, we we they we we force their their drunken ass to stumble their asses down the stairs, and we slam the door on the brig. And uh, we just interview them and we always kind of combine it with a retro topic. And we had, uh, so we had a total of uh, 25 episodes in season one plus the finale. And then we had um, 25 episodes, unless it's 24 plus the finale, maybe it's 25 total. I don't know, something like that. 47. Uh, and then, uh, no, so 20, <laughs> let me look back. Carry uh, uh, the 20, two. Five. Two. So twenty-five includes oh, shit. the finale. My decimal was in the wrong place. Nope. Okay. So twenty-five <laughs> includes the finale uh, in season one. In season two, we have twenty-five normal uh, mainline episodes, including this one you're listening to right now. Uh, but we also included seventeen bonus episodes this season, uh, which I think yeah. is pretty freaking cool. Like I yeah. God, did a lot. Yeah, we we gave really you seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> so that. <laughs> yeah. And the breakdown is 17 bonus episodes. Ten of those were Crow's Nest. Seven of them were Briggs. And uh, we got to interview some really cool people. We interviewed, just uh, running down the list, we had uh, uh, a famous, famous people photographer, awesome dude, author of uh, Daughters of Darkness, Jeremy Saffer. Yes. We also yeah. had Paul Niemeyer, the, the awesome dude who came on and showed us all his old classic arcade artwork. This is the guy who came up with the original design the original illustration. Yep. yep, drew the original Mortal Kombat or logo. The Mortal Kombat yep. Dragon Circle logo, which right. used to face the other direction, I guess, originally. Yep. Um, mm. And uh, then we had author Jeremy Flagg, uh, who does a bunch of really cool superhero books. The Children of Nostradamus series is his big bag, and uh, he's a really cool dude, a friend of mine. And then we had another author. We had a bunch of authors, technically. We did. Uh, we, did. <laughs> we had uh, Kat Scully on, author of Jennifer Strange. Really awesome. Yeah. Really cool chick. Um, really a uh, big fan of Evil Dead. So we swung it yes, around absolutely. and we're talking Evil Dead with her. 
Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yep. Um, we had our, our listener buddy, Adam Letourneau, who I mentioned previously, and he came on and we were talking about, uh, that was me and Nintendo. Yep. Yep. And we were talking about, uh, back in, back in the day when metal was hairy is the episode. Yes. And it's all about eighties hair metal bands and that kind of good stuff. Uh, we also had, uh, Greg's good buddies, Ashley and Melissa from yes. encounters, encounters with, with darkness. Very cool. Uh, Actually, uh, at the time, Melissa wasn't a published author yet, but she has since written a book called uh, But It Was October, which mm-hmm. is a pretty cool short story, so people pick that up if they feel so inclined to. And actually, nice. Great House herself has written a couple of books and some short stories, so yep. go buy all their stuff. Yeah, Sweet. and uh, they, they, we play their commercial occasionally, but they don't do a great job at explaining how cool they are. They actually have a hell of a, a freaking awesome YouTube channel where they really go and like, I don't know, Greg, if you want to like kind of talk about it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, well, they, they go on actual like ghost hunts. They go on locations at different locations and just, you know, they take their gear. They like try to communicate with, you know, spirits and stuff like that. They film all their stuff. They try to point out things. Oh, this could have been like some sort of spectral anomaly or whatever. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So they get, they get all their footage. They, they usually uh, upload on Wednesdays. So if you guys want to check it out, it's Encounters with Darkness on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good time. Actually, when, um, this past Halloween, um, they actually stayed overnight at, a, at an asylum. And this place was, like, gigantic. And it was just so – just the, the, the place itself was just so interesting in the history behind it. And they had, like, a, a, a tour guide take them through a portion of it. And just, just having the, the tour guide just explaining the history of this building was just interesting – in it, in and of itself, just pretty cool. And then they did all like the hunting in this just abandoned, like creepy asylum. It was just, it was pretty wild. And that's so awesome. Yeah, and then it and it spanned, you know, quite a few episodes. So the episodes typically run anywhere between like thirty, thirty-five minutes to about an hour ish. And they had like a, probably like a good half a dozen episodes just in the asylum alone. Hmm. So it was yeah, pretty wild. Really cool. And Super so just cool. just so we get the name and nobody's talking over it encounters with darkness is the name of yes. that yeah. and they have a podcast and they there are really a couple of cool ladies and we actually have a, a voicemail from from one of those cool ladies tonight we'll be playing a little bit later on so they're friends of the show we really appreciate them coming on and uh you know then we had uh i was incredibly nervous about this i hosted this episode by myself um and this was a brig that had our definitely the most guests we've ever had at once and uh, there was uh, what one, two, three, four, five, six, six authors came on, and the deal was um, I was I was uh, I had a story I have a story in this awesome book called Slay Stories of the Vampire Noir, and uh, it is basically all vampire short stories that are all uh, you know basically all black vampires and that kind of that kind of thing you know not your typical vampire stuff. But it's just, there's 29 stories in there. So there's a ton of really, really talented authors that are in there and also me. Um, <clears throat> and so what we did was we had, uh, we had these six authors on. We had uh, Nicole Givens-Kurtz, who actually was the uh, editor of Slay. And it's her company that actually ended up publishing the book. Um, that's Mocha Memoirs Press. We also had, uh, so, so Nicole didn't, didn't read anything. Everybody else, those other five authors all read part of their story or their story in total. And that's Jessica Cage, Kai Leakes, Valjean Jeffers, Samantha Dunway Bryant, and Penelope Flynn. They all came on at the same time. 
And I was nervous as hell, but it ended up turning out pretty, pretty great. So I definitely uh, am very proud of that episode for sure. Hell yeah, and, ambitious. Um, yeah, very, very, very fun and cool. And uh, we're actually going to have, we've already had Nicole Givens Kurtz, re- uh, Kurtz reach back out to us. And she actually has a new book coming out and asked if she could come back on the show. So she's going to be appearing in a brig by herself at some point in the near future um, in season three. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and finally, our last brig was uh, really fun. It's this indie game that was, is coming out, and it's called Serial Killers, and it's a sprite-based uh, 2D fighting game where all the characters are basically serial mascot, like, but slightly off-brand. Like, they're inspired by a very obvious serial mascot. Like, there's a Tony the Tiger guy, and there's a Captain Crunch guy, and there's... You know, all these different serials. But they do a good job to try and, you know, make the character design their own. So, you know, it's like, you know what they're going for. You know, it's, you know, a, uh, you know, an an interpretation of. But the character themselves are actually pretty cool. And a lot of them are are very well done, very well drawn. You know, these guys have been in the industry for a long time, you know, working on comics and and games of all kinds. So, uh, yeah, we we got to talking to them for a while about their, their game. Yep, the lead project d- designer, uh, awesome dude, Mikhail Sebastian. And uh, he's basically, all the character design is him and all the, all the drawings and everything, all the illustrations, all the official artwork is all coming from him. And then we also had the lead sprite artist. Uh, it's this guy who just goes by Hien. And uh, really talented, really talented couple guys and uh, really fun conversation. Uh, we talked all about like classic fighting games as well. That was really fun. So anyway, yeah. it's been it's been it's been a, a productive year for us, even though it's like we couldn't go anywhere. So let's just do this more because <laughs> we can. Right. Exactly. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I have like like last year, uh, I got to read some stats. We switched platforms this year. We don't have access to all the same fun analytics that we did. Uh, previously, but I do have our top five episodes, but I'm going to, I'm going to save that. Um, Cause I know you guys have some, a couple cool things you want to bring to the table that kind of work, you know, calling back things we did from the last season one finale. So I don't know if somebody else wants to go and, and, and I'll do the top five last before we get sure. to like, uh, the meat and potatoes of the episode. Yeah. The meat and taters. Well, I, what I'd like to you know bring up if I may is, uh, uh, favorite episodes that we ourselves did not host. So what we did last year and what we'll do again this year is each each uh, host or each you know member of the podcast will uh, tell everyone what their favorite episode of this past season was, but it's one that they themselves did not host. And the one I am going to go with is season two, episode eleven. You know, total episode of thirty six is unique arcade machines, and in that one we just talked about whole bunch of like like different like unique looking or unique uniquely designed arcade cabinets and games and machines and i thought that was a pretty fun episode because i got to dig deep into some things that i had no idea even existed yeah like uh there was like this one i can't remember the name of the game off the top of my head but it was from sega from like the 60s and it was like this ridiculous like it was almost i, I want to say it was called periscope yes and then the game yes was just yeah really Donkulous. It's like wow. This is, it was just such a cool, like, just item or just this thing to exist, especially back in the '60s. 
It was just just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was fun. That was really fun. Yeah, I loved it, that episode. It was a great episode. Definitely, it was a, a lot, lot of I cool learned. Tech. I was a lot I learned uh, in that episode. I love that. I love when we do stuff that's like, you know, we we are we pick a a, a theme that we all know something about, but we don't all necessarily know the same things. So right. you know, we have four brains. So we, we put yeah. the brains together and it's like, oh, look. And you maybe learn something. Pudding. Right. This pudding. is not pudding. Oh, oh, it's not pudding. It's whatever else it is. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I don't know. They never tell you. You're putting that away. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, the episode that I really liked uh, that I didn't host was the public service entertainment. Yeah, um, that was yeah, that, was that episode. You know, this this was one that Parasite Steve had hosted, and he had had this idea in his in his brain for quite some time. And I wasn't sure, like going into it, what I was going to bring to the table. And then I feel like we all four of us brought like just fucking hilarious, like <laughs> great service. You know, public service announcements. Some of them were you know poignant. Some of them were deep. Some of them you know tug at the old mm. heartstrings. And a lot of them were just weird as hell. And you're like, what the fuck? Why are you telling me I should, you know, go eat cheese? Uh, you know, <laughs> fries. fries. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> oh, chow daddy. We love so you. fucking <laughs> awesome. So I had a oh, going back real. I'm sorry, going back real quick. Um, Nintendo. Nintendo was the one who hosted the uh, unique arcade machines episodes. Is that right? Yep, that's yes. that's correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that, that was all because of the Paul Niemeyer interview that we did. We did that. We did the interview first, then that gave us the idea of, of doing that episode. Oh, right. right, because he brought out a couple of artworks that he did for like some yes. weird looking arcade cabs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What was the topsy turvy one? The one that's all zigzaggy. What the hell's the name of that? Oh, one? I can't remember. It's <laughs> oh, it's uh remember. yeah, it's slanted. It's it's a skew. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like skew. It's very bizarre looking, and if you actually, if you go to Fun Spot in New Hampshire, they actually have the game uh, that but I can't, we can't remember what it. it's called. Um, but the right. thing is, it's like the whole arcade machine looks like it's it's slanted, like it's it's been in an earthquake. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that really that crazy. was pretty. That was pretty crazy. It, yeah. It's like for for me, it's it's like a mind fuck. If it's like like in between, like a couple of normal looking. Uh, arcade cabinets. It it looks like that one spot where it's at. It's like this, like like the floor is slanted in that one spot. It's so freaking weird. Exactly. Right. Like, and it's you're like, looking at it, and you're like, wait, what's wrong with the floor <laughs> here? What what's going on? Right. 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 Yeah. Totally weird. Just trying something different. <laughs> yeah. So that's another uh, two for like um a, a supplemental episode. We actually did the unique arcade machines and the Paul Niemeyer interview. Kind of went together. That was really fun. Yeah. Yep. Yippoo. Fun. So what you say? Uh, you have, have anything else to add? Eight bit about the uh... oh um wacko. Oh, was, I was called? I was gonna say I just pulled up the picture because I went to Fun Spot this summer in August <laughs> and I took a picture of it and I'm like, God damn it, I know I can find it. Yeah, it's called Wacko. <laughs> yep, uh, very yeah, very yeah. weird game. Um, but yeah, so I mean that was just a very fun episode doing the uh the public service announcements and it was cool too because yeah, afterwards the right we played them so i love it when a, we do I, this i, I always like that as well yeah. you know you yeah. got the audio component and then um having you know to just like dig through my brain of like jesus you know what 
what public service announcements did I grow up with? And then after the episode, I thought of a bunch more. And I'm like, you know, I almost thought about like, oh shit, maybe I should do a, a crow's nest. Cause I'm like, oh, I thought about like, be cool about fire safety and, you know, like got milk and like a lot of these weird oh, yeah, PSAs yeah. that were just yeah. like, what the fuck is this? You know? And it's just yeah. like, like, I mean, it was just milk at large trying to be drank more uh, yeah, throughout no the kidding, 90s. Right? Yeah. And it's just a lot of weird stuff like that. But I, I had a lot of fun, a lot of good laughs. That's definitely a, a fun episode. Like like if an alien crash landed on Earth in like the 90s, they think all, all we drank was milk and all we ate was beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, we're, we're very good humans. Mi- milk and yeah. beef. <laughs> milk and milk beef. Milk and beefies. Oof. Mm. Yes. Milk. um so uh all right so nintendo yes what was was your favorite episode mine would have to be uh the episode season two episode eight episode 33 altogether uh mtv when the m stood for music now it's hosted by by bus rush mood oh my god and uh i just i know because mtv was like such a huge part of our lives back in the day like that's yeah. the only because we didn't have YouTube back in the day to check out these these new videos from from some of our favorite bands and we had MTV. Right. Yep. But uh, unfortunately, with MTV, they played mostly like terrible music and like we all liked metal. And for us to to check out the new metal videos, it would be on like at midnight or or later than that. Mm-hmm. And yep. I don't know. It's just. I don't know. I mean, I, I still, I, I love the episode. It, it was so much fun yeah. to, to, to talk about yeah. you know, MTV back then. Yeah. yeah. And we all picked our videos that were like uh, important to us and the ones we mainly remember. Yeah. And yes, we, yeah. that was another one where we, we all kind of found fun facts about the different videos that we were talking about. And it was, it was fun learning stuff, you know, like that, just weird behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. I, sure. I saw a ton of music videos just from that episode. Cause you know, it's like, I didn't really grow up with the, the MTV thing. And you know, now that YouTube's such a big deal, I, I don't know. I feel like music videos are not what they, they once were. They weren't like the pinnacle of like art and entertainment when, like when MTV right. was new. So I saw so many uh, music videos for the first time, including the, uh, you know, sledgehammer music video i was like i'd yeah. never seen that that's very cool you know it's a weird yeah, song yeah. but that music video is cool as shit yeah, yeah. Yep. very ambitious so yeah that was a that was a ton of fun yeah when the m stood for music that motherfucking bullshit it's like they should not even be called mtv anymore it's like no. all, they, all they do is reality tv shows now and it's all yeah, it's it's just it's, it's just a it's literally just like they got they're grandfathered into the name. They still got the name, yeah. and you know, it's yeah. just like, ugh. It's all about selling yeah, better ads, ad time, and you know, it's yep, just, you know, yep, because they, they're they're guaranteed that the viewer is going to stick around for a half an hour and see all the commercials. But if they're playing videos, somebody might only stick around for five minutes or ten minutes. Exactly. And then yep. when it goes to a, a commercial, they're they're out of there. Because they don't yeah. need to see the next video, or, 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 get, or, get or just another, or just another video starts and it's not a song they care about. They'll just skedaddle right. in the middle of the video. Yeah, yeah, right. right. So, I mean, I, so. and I, also, I also loved the whole like the top ten music videos of all of, of that week or of that right like, or whatever. And it's like or request live or yeah, to, yeah, totally request live with the uh, what's his face. Uh, uh, Dingbat McFatface. <laughs> I don't know. BBMFF. Um, uh, uh, Carson Car- Daly. Carson Daly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's a lost art now. 
Yeah. Now I just have YouTube and well, YouTube has like a bunch of countdown videos, but it's usually Watch Mojo with like you know, hey, top ten numbers, yeah, from one to ten. <laughs> yeah, and it gets like four million views. It's, so it's, it's just not the same play. though. At it's number not, ten, forty-one. It's, it's ten. The top ten numbers are one through ten. <laughs> yeah, it's like ten nine eight seven six five four three one two, just to piss people off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe one was number two. Bullshit. Uh, Bullshit. Right. Um, uh, all right. So my favorite episode that I did not host, I am going to go with episode number 37, Ronnie James Dio slash the bringer of the horns. And this yeah. was a boss rush mode episode. And I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. We went through the entire Dio catalog. Uh, basically, you know, all his, all his albums. And we also talked about his history before he was in the band Dio. You know, obviously right. people, I think, know Black Sabbath. That's kind of the big one. And there's also Rainbow. But he was in a lot of other bands over the years, even before that. So yeah. it was really fun sort of, you know, getting to go through his whole history because we're just, just big fans of this guy. And, you know, our, with our band Enchanted Exile, we, we had written a song called Bringer of the Horns, which was our tribute song to him. So it was just kind of fun throwing that in as the title. And we've just, we've yep. just been a big fan of his forever. So um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, it wasn't a, an episode where everybody got to bring something to the table. It was just like, let's go through everything. And we all sort of comment on what that album meant to us. And, and that is actually what we did with that Overkill episode we were mentioning earlier. Um, right. Same sort of idea. And I, I definitely think we could do that in the future with other bands, you know, that we're just kind of into. And, you know, Absolutely. If, you know, if, if, people, if people care and they're into that band and they want to, you know, hear us <laughs> blibber blab uh, about all these, all these albums, then cool. If, if not, that's okay. You know, check out another episode. And I do think that that's why, you know, it's fun having uh, bonus episodes. This was a mainline episode, but um, the overkill was a bonus one. That was like a crow's nest. So I like in the future, who knows what we'll do, but if we, oh, we did to, have like, like a, we did have a, like a, a crow's nest, you know, supplementary episode to this. So we, we, kinda... we did. And I love that supplementary episode. Yeah. Um, ah, I, I mean, 8-Bit mentioned it already, but like that, uh, it was, it was the story of Murray Dio's Dio's devilish pal and, and, and boss rush. That was like, you specifically said you're like okay i have all this stuff on just the mascot let's save it yeah yeah <laughs> Which is because, think, uh, there's like a, a whole story behind well it's like a fantasy story it's not an actual like true event story it's just like some goofy ass story that was conjured up for the mascot that was written in like a dream evil poor program back in like the late 80s right and it's yeah. it's absolutely fucking bonkers it is. And, and you read it from start to from yes. front to back. Yes. And we, we put fun 8-bit music behind it. And it was just yep. it's fun. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I love going back to that crow's, net, crow's Nest and listening to that. And it's fun because you have like, all right, well, that whole thing is still a decent length. I can't remember how long that, that Crow's Nest was. But it's like, wow, I'm glad you, I'm glad you called that, that we saved that. Because the oh, mainline yeah. episode would have been... <laughs> Three and a half hours. Three, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck? No. But you're so, like, I don't want to not do it. Right. 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 So that's right. pretty cool. So if you guys are interested and uh, haven't checked out some of those yeah. episodes, those are oh yeah, don't don't be fooled. It, it, they call it the true story of Merlesey. It's not true at all. Fuck it. Um, right. We learned, we learned that uh, that Murray is actually a bastardization. It's actually Dio got the name wrong, and his actual name was Merlesey. Merle C with my money, which I think we said every time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bury me with my Merle C. So that is that one. Uh, that's that's our episodes, favorite episodes we didn't host. And 8-Bit, you got something, right? Yes. So in addition to the favorite episodes that we didn't host, it is also fun to to talk about our, uh, our the episodes of our season that we maybe think deserve a little bit of extra loving because we love yeah. them. And, and maybe they just fell under the radar. They didn't get enough views. We don't know what the fuck you're doing out there. But we want you to check it out because uh, we're passionate about them and they came out fun. And maybe it's just a matter of there's a lot of stuff going on, you know? Maybe, yeah. maybe we missed them. Uh, so, you know, we had kind of last season had decided on one that was really good. And this year we couldn't decide on just one. So we did a, we did a top three of the episodes we want you to go back. Oh, I thought we did end up deciding. I think we have a top three. I think there was three that we liked. Uh, <laughs> okay. we run, decided run that, down. uh, we're good. We're going to go with, uh, first of all is, is the episode, uh, season two, episode 17, our be excellent to each other from Bill and Ted. Uh, because we, you know, we were all really hyped up about that episode. Uh, we were excited about the new movie, and we kind of felt like uh, doing a retrospective on the series would be a lot of fun. But that maybe, you know, it didn't get a lot of views. It didn't get a lot of traction. People were probably too busy seeing the new movie. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I think at this point, it would be fun to go back and check that out. We we had a lot of fun doing that episode. That was a lot um, of fun. Yeah, and there's a lot of good references. You know, it's basically us just quoting the movie for two hours. So, you know, that's always fun. So, <laughs> right. you know, I, I think it was a lot of, uh, a lot of love and, and care put into that because, you know, we're, we're big stupid fans. Um, the other episode that, uh, that got brought up was the Wayback Snack Attack uh, mm-hmm. because, because snacks are fun. They are. And everybody loves snacks. And honestly, I mean everyone's got something to say about snacks of their childhood. So it's a, uh, it's a good one to get in there and, and just like, you know, hear all the other things that we, you know, people grew up with and, and, you know, weigh in on some of the stuff that you did, you know, just because an episode's old doesn't mean that we wouldn't welcome feedback on it. Now we yeah, take I mean, we're talking about old stuff we'll take anyway. comments, like all this crap happened, you know, you know, in the past, but if you go back and listen to something and you're really, you know, feeling strong about yeah whatever the subject matter is, shoot us a, shoot us a line, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Line. take, take you know, a bite out of it, take yeah. a bite out of crime, you know, I mean, just, just go for it. And so this snack episode, this that. snack episode was a long time coming. It was, yes. we, we almost did it a whole Randy year Carter on there. I mean, you guys remember. Yeah. Randy yeah. It was Carter. originally, yeah. Randy Carter ended up being in our season one episode. That was our weird Al episode, but we originally yep. were going to have him talk about snacks because yep. that, that's like one of his favorite things to talk about is he just loves snacks. Just his big joke. But um, Randy Carter from Swarm of Eyes, a uh, death groove, groovy death metal. I think we decided, or death groove, or I don't know. They're a metal band. A really good band. Something, something thrash death uh, power slop. I don't know what it is. Yep. But um, but anyway, he uh, he calls themselves uh, snack metal. So so there's always been this like running gag of snacks with him, and and we ended up just doing Weird Al <laughs> instead. But yeah, this this snack episode was in the wings for so long. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm glad we I'm glad we ended up doing it and it's it was really fun for sure. This it, episode it was... actually has a it, it makes me laugh probably more than any other episode. There's a there's a part in this episode that kills me, and I'm just gonna leave it there. Yeah, so if you if you wanna, you know, look for this for the one line and email us and <laughs> yeah. say what's the see, line see that if, kills Parasite Steve. If you can guess it, yeah. uh we will <laughs> we will mail you a burrito. I will draw you a, a burrito. 
Steve, Steve will draw you a burrito. I will draw you a mailed burrito. No, I will, <laughs> I will draw you a bath and make you a burrito. I will draw I will you eat a the mailed burrito. burrito. I will I'll make, you I will make the burrito. I'll, I'll put it in the bath, clean it up, and then I will eat it, and I will, I will send you the tears. Honestly, we're really just discouraging you from sending us an email at this point. So we might not do any of that. But so what's the third one? <laughs> tell us. So uh, three, three I, I'm actually going to make an executive decision here on this third one. I don't think this was one we even talked about, but it was one we mentioned didn't have a lot of views. And that was the uh, Ghost Bust and Makes Us Feel Good, which was uh, our you know exhaustive retrospective on all things Ghostbuster, including the new movie and the 2009 video game. There was a lot of information we covered. And uh, I, I I went on to do a, a you know a crow's nest on it and explain one of the cool bits of history in Ghostbusters too. There's a lot of fun you know information throughout the episode. I felt like you know it was it was definitely a very strong re- uh, retrospective on it and uh, and you know I felt like I, I put a lot of work into to doing some research on there. And you know hey you can't always uh, you can't always hit it out of the park. But I definitely think it's worth people's time and, and worth going back if you have like I don't know two and a half hours so uh you know enjoy it in chunks or whatever but uh or yeah. if you have a player that can like speed it up a little bit if you want to go one yes if you speed, if you yeah. play at 1.5 speed i promise you will not miss much but you will gain probably half an hour of your life back yeah so, so there you go do it yeah go man it. yeah so That's i thought that was yeah those are some good ones yeah, yeah so season two uh yeah good times i'm pretty proud I'm really, really happy with the extra episodes we, we got to do and we got to really stretch and, and uh, play with the same theme, the same like format that we set up for season one and, uh, and you know, kind of went some new directions with it and we'll uh, see what we can come up with for season three. We already have some ideas, uh, you know, set to uh, start things off right mm-hmm. and uh, have some fun guests. We definitely are planning on keeping up with the Brig and the Crow's Nest, but it's also yeah. fun that those are just kind of as we kind of want them. You know, they, they don't have yes. to be there. We don't have right. to feel like, you know, we got to do it this week or whatever. So anyway, pretty, pretty fun. Definitely cool. And um, we, we actually are, are joined right now by one of our, one of our very good friends. Uh, I would like to, to introduce to you guys. Uh, this is Mr. Andy Doyle, the bodacious, the turtly radical the pizza-loving shell man himself, Andy Doyle. Can you hear us, Andy? What's happening, guys? Hey, oh, man. What's up, doing? Andy? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. I uh, figured out how to get my audio set up beforehand this time. That way I'm not, you know. <laughs> great. Well, you sound great, man. Yeah, you sound perfect, guy. Thanks for that. Uh, radical, dude. You sound like a cheeky bastard. <laughs> and right on the heels also from amalgamania is already been on the show like you know he he's been on the show so much like he we might as well call him like maybe you know unofficial fifth host this is of course the boy wonderful mr ian wallace ian wallace you there Ian Wallace doesn't look like he has a microphone, but he's putting it on. Oh, he's putting it on. He's he's getting ready. He's 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 putting on his big boy pants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm just gonna cut the silence. That's what I'm gonna do. (laughs) No, this is building tension. No, it's terrible. (laughs) Ian's like I wasn't planning on saying. I'm gonna try this again. Ian, can you talk? I always have my big boy pants on. Uh, Okay, okay. So let's do this again. So all right, so let's do this again. You ready? You're gonna come right in. Okay. The uh. 
the man, the myth, the legend, the boy, wonderful Mr. Ian Wallace. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we love board. Um, Ian Wallace, the biggest sexy. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I can live with that. Yeah. You know, anytime you need, you, you're feeling like you need to be halved, you know, you just come right to us. We will have you. Oh, I, I, I appreciate that. I really do. I think. <laughs> Always happy to have. Yes. So we so what's so up? Season guys. two. What's that? I said, so what's up? Season two is coming to an end? Oh, yeah, season two. This is finale. It, this we are in the Finn Ale as we speak. Yes. Nice. Nice. Congratulations, gentlemen. Oh, thank, thank you very you, much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so if you just real quick, you guys want to just give a little shout outs to the, the various podcasts you guys are all a part of before we get into the, the theme. Let's go first. Uh, let's go. Andy, Andy, go ahead. Andy logged on first. Andy, why don't you tell us a little bit about Epic Shells and all, all that you do? Oh, all that I do. Well, uh, I'd like to consider myself a modern day Renaissance man at this point. Um, <laughs> right coming out of my comfort zone this year i guess i've started the epic tales dungeon and dragons podcast i've co-hosted with justin cooper on the epic tales from the sewer podcast uh launched our epic airways podcast network as well as launched the epic shells facebook group where you can come and talk all things turtle and a pg atmosphere nice Yes, ab absolutely awesome stuff. You guys are growing by leaps and bounds, and it's, it's really been fun to see. And you guys are, you know, you guys have really created this, very, like you said, PG atmosphere. It's a very safe environment, very fun. I mean, you know, a lot of us are, are getting on in, in the years, but it's, it's still kind of fun to have that wholesome sort of atmosphere in just like one friggin' place. Let's like just have like just one place. Like you know. Yeah. Just... Well, the the idea was to keep the bullying and the foot out and keep it a family friendly thing because let's face it, a lot of people have soft shells and you know it's like it, it gives you something to do for your kids. You know, your kids are always looking right. over your shoulder and want to know what you're doing, and it's like no one wants to explain why why April why April O'Neil has pepperonis on her. You know, right? Naughty bits. So and and to be fair, you know the turtles are still going strong. You know, I mean that that Nickelodeon show. You know, Rise, we don't mention Rise here, but we, you know, the Nickelodeon show had a massive following. Uh, and a lot of people were really happy to be able to show their kids the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the first time and kind of watched it with them. So a lot of those people got their little tiny kids are, are interested, interested in the, the TMNT and they might find their way to Epic Shells too. It's not just guys yeah, in the we 40s. <laughs> now the last time ian saw me i had brought along some of my turtles and i am one set away from having one iteration of all the turtles i've got the movies the, the comic books the batman the cartoon the mirage comics the bay i've even got some of the rise toys which don't even ask me how they came into my possession but, <laughs> uh, you need the turtles the flamethrower <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? For all the for all the hate that they've been getting, I, I looked at it. I, I gave it a fair watch. I gave it a fair try. I gave it a couple episodes, and what I've come to realize, it's not for us. It's not our turtles. Right, you have right. to isolate that. It is a show for kids. It is a decent turtle show for kids. It's bright. It's colorful. It's fast. It's flashy. It's not bad art. It's just not our turtles, and I think that's why it's getting so much hate. Right. I think if you yes. isolate it and watch it by itself. You could appreciate watching it with your kids, 
but it's yeah. not something you're going to watch on your own. No diehard Turtles fan is going to be like, I have to see this just right. because it's Turtles. You'll watch an episode, and and I was, I think I was five minutes into it, and I looked at Tater, and I went, no, no, yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. what do you mean? I said, it's not my Turtles. They're not. It's They're just, not, but yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, for me, they've changed them so much to a to a point where it's like, you know, like you said, it's not our turtles, and literally they are not. Like, like each turtle is like is a different species. Raphael yeah. is suddenly the leader. Like, they changed the all hell? the weapons too. They changed the weapons. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, they gave just, them those mystic weapons, and and that's not very something ninja. happens that's with Casey not, Jones. Right, I mean that's not even like close to being ninja. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a bit much, but that's okay. We don't have to, you know. You're right. Uh, the people who like it can like it, and you know, it's just not for us. And that's a good way to right, look, right, look exactly. at it. Um, hey, you know, sometimes I, I think about something like that. It's like, yeah, even in like the late '80s, early '90s, like someone who was like a diehard fan of like the original comic series, like the dark ingredients of that, and they see the cartoon and it's bright and cheery. Hey, party dudes! It's like, what the fuck is this nonsense? Yeah, know? that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. you gotta really remember, it was. It was very violent. They drank beer instead of ate pizza, and it was it was not it was not for kids. Right. Uh, Last Ronin is certainly not for kids. Um, mm. Because yeah, when we're doing the not. giveaways, we're kind of like, it's not. This is these. This is your dad's turtle. Yeah. This is right. Right. Yeah. Right. Go go watch Rise. Get get your pampers <laughs> on and go watch Rise. Like get out of here, soft shell. But... <laughs> soft shell. <laughs> All right. Uh, good stuff. Uh, so Ian Wallace. Yes, sir. Why don't you why don't you, uh, why don't you give us some blibbity blabs about all some the awesome stuff you blab. do? <laughs> oh man, oh, the list it just keeps growing every ten seconds. No, um, as you all know, I'm one of the founders of Amalgamania, and um, we do everything there. Basically, we bring nerds together and uh, love to uh, you know go over some of the things that makes pop culture so awesome and sharing the things that we all grow up, grew up loving and um, have maintained throughout the years, comics, video games, anime, all that stuff. And it's usually housed under one roof. We um, have um, an online toy open up show called the Malga show and tell for all you um, action figure lovers. We have um, Amalga cast. If you guys are into comic books <clears throat> and or um, pop culture at all, you can, come through and check that out. You can find all of those uh, podcasts on the Epic Epic Airways Network. Um, and yeah, we're just uh, still steaming along, doing what we normally do, uh, bringing people together and uh, nerding out where we can. And it's just been a great, great year outside of all the obvious bad stuff that's yeah. been going on. Yeah. Yeah. Outside the plague. Been a beacon of hope. <laughs> aside <laughs> from the plague. It's, it's, it's been all right. right. I would say we've um we've done pretty good at staying together and keeping people entertained and um you know in a in a in a world now where everything's changed it's it's nice to have right. something that's still the same so it's it's been awesome for us as far as that part of it's concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean it it's it's really great and I'm I'm so happy to see you guys all working together under the same banner now too cuz you guys are obviously all Epic Airways and uh and it's really, it's really, really cool. You know, it, it's just like the uh, the online fam just keeps growing every year. Oh, of, yeah. uh, cool people that we meet online and, you know, you meet somebody and then they lead you to, you know, three, four more people and then 10 more and it just keeps growing. And uh, now at this point, you know, we've been, you know, buddies with you guys for, uh, you, Ian, especially for a couple of years now. Oh, yeah. And Ian, uh, Andy, we met uh, this year. And uh, it's just it's just been awesome, you know. Uh, so we 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 consider you guys like you know podcast brothers for sure. 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, you know, absolutely. Along with, uh, you know, lots of people on the dorkening and obviously uh, Patsy and Ashes from Throwdown Thursday. Got to give them a serious, serious shout out. Um, you're going to hear from absolutely. one of them a little bit absolutely. later on. But yeah, they, they, they got us together because we were first. I met you, Ian, because we were on an episode of. We were both guests. Yeah, yeah, we were guests <laughs> on that. the Avengers Friend Game episode. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty. I'll awesome throw episode. down Thursday podcast. Shout out to the yeah. Throwdown crew. Yeah, Patrick actually asked me to come on. I, I think it was Shark Bites. He asked me to come on and talk about Dungeons and Dragons in quarantine. And I kind of was like, "Hey, dude, like, why don't you? Why don't we play sometime?" And and that's that was just an absolute blast and a half. But nice. Yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's you know you, yeah. ne- one, you never you never would have played dungeons and dragons with this dude from massachusetts like it's this whole you know it's this whole it's this whole freaking fam that uh that you know is is it's all because of podcasting so you know i'm happy that we're creating stuff that other people are listening to and for us i definitely think i speak for all of us when i say a a big part of what makes this awesome is meeting people like yourselves and uh, getting to work with you guys and cross-pollinating and obviously you know Joe gets to do that too on YouTube yep. and he has his whole growing list of YouTube fam. That is the same sort of thing. And now there's some cross pollination. Obviously we had Sean, uh, eight bit glitch came on to, to one of our mainline episodes, which nice. was really, really fun. Yep. And, uh, you know, we hope to do that more. And, uh, obviously we, we've been doing, uh, you know, retro gamia with you guys for, for a little while now. And, um, yep. And we I'm got interested to, bring- to see what this next year holds. I can't wait. It, it, it feels like after yeah. uh, coming out of such a trying year and everything being all hard, I'm kind of, I'm kind of really anticipating, you know, some good times and some awesome things happening. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. We gotta, we gotta come out of this and do some big stuff. Well, you know oh, what yeah. they say? <laughs> they say that hard times make strong men. Strong men make easy times, and easy times make weak men. So we're in hard times right now. So it's really gonna, we're really gonna come forged out of the fires. I think stronger than what we went in. Damn. The question I have yeah. though is, what makes hard men? Well, I think <laughs> I, th- I think we know the answer to that is uh, is definitely Nintendo. I was gonna say I know the answer to this one. <laughs> I, I forgot. Were we um were we gonna uh talk about the um House of a Thousand Corpses on this on this episode or yeah, for- yeah so 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 let's let's get to the the theme here and uh so uh, you guys can stick around after, or you can you can leave if you guys got to leave. It's it's up to you. But so we are going to let you two go first, and I'll just re restate the uh, the whole theme, which is basically what we did in the finale of season one, which is we said, all right, let's you know, there's plenty of movies out there. We're all fans of movies. There's a lot of movies that are like considered classic movies, that are movies that you've either heard a lot of people talk about, heard that they love or are legitimately like important movies like the Godfather right. or something like that. Yeah. Some movie with, with some sort of, some sort of following. Yeah. Some yeah. sort of following, some sort of repute that you just, for some reason have never gotten around to seeing. Um, so we said, all right, let's, let's each pick one movie like that and you can define classic however you want. And then let's come on and talk about it and tell us good or bad. What did you think of the movie? So let's start with you guys. So Andy, why don't you go first? What was the movie, the, the classic movie you picked that you had never seen before? 
you know it's got a following it's got action figures and it's a turtle movie and how this one flew under my radar for so long i had never watched the coming out of their shells tour <laughs> oh wow wow uh, now we said, i realize what there's what, a what reason makes something classic now you realize why the, is in the eye of the beholder so that that question has been answered now <laughs> yes oh my god so, so what did you think I think that again, this is this was for kids. Yeah, the yeah. songs aren't bad. Like the singing isn't bad, but just the lyrics. It's like as an adult, it's just like, oh my god, it's so cringy. <laughs> and it, it, the the storyline is really it's out there. It, it <laughs> it's one of those things that was probably better live, like being there at the concert as a right. kid. I'm yep. sure. Yeah. But it's one of those things. It's like you know, your parents really, really loved you to take you to this. Like, <laughs> or I think did my parents, they? or, or did I they? think my yeah, parents. Saying, it's just more like yeah, a my parents loved me enough to spare me from this. <laughs> yeah, your parents were like, we know this is one that our child may not recover from. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, actually, I got a question for for Andy. Mm-hmm. So, what is your favorite song from coming out of their shells tour? Is it Skipping Stones? No, that would probably be my least favorite. Like, that one just, you know, like if someone ever got me the yes. cassette tape, I would just like cut that part out and like <laughs> singe it back together. Oh man, such hey. shade for Splinter's only song. Splinter's <laughs> only song. Man, he wrote that just for you. Uh, oh my god, I feel like rat. So my question, Andy, my question to you, because this is something we've talked about on the show before, and uh, uh, Joe and I actually have some history with this. We, we were really hotly anticipating this, and we actually went to Pizza Hut back in the day, like on the first weekend when the, the promotion started where you could actually get the tape, and they gave you like a program and some, like I don't know, mini poster probably or something, but we got the tape. That was the important thing. Yes. And uh, we listened to this, uh, you know, a lot back in the day. We convinced ourselves it was good. And uh, <laughs> I believe we like the same song the best, Pizza Power. Yes. Is that your favorite? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. now my question to you, Andy, is did it blow your fucking mind when you heard that song? Because that song plays at the beginning of the Turtles in Time arcade game. So did you make that oh, connection wow. at all or... No, no. I was a I was a Sega Genesis kid, so I logged a lot of shameful hours on the Hyperstone Heist, which oh, is Oh sure, sure, but you worst. never played the you never <clears throat> played the arcade. The arcade version we're talking about though, not the Super Nintendo version. I think I have it on my desk here. I have the little yeah, I have the little mini the little mini uh-huh. desktop arcade. Well, I mean which you can only accurate, play as Donnie. Which I think it is. It includes uh, the beginning part of Pizza Power. No, 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 no. It goes no, bang, no. bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how it starts. Anyway. I've never made that connection. Oh, yeah, man. It's, yeah. Uh, when, we, when we first saw this arcade, first of all, we were both blown away. Like, holy shit, the second arcade. And then, and then we heard that song. We're like, Oh my god! We lost our mother. We, we fucking freaking our fucking pants are like holy shit. This is the <laughs> best thing ever. We were so excited. We shat each other's pants. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We're not allowed in that arcade anymore. But goddamn, was that a great experience? <laughs> Thankfully, they closed like twenty years ago, so we're and safe. It, and if you're wondering if we we then we then got went out and got pizza, the answer is definitely. You better fucking believe we did. Yes. 
We did. Um, yeah, that, that, so that for us was like a different experience where we knew the song. We're not expecting it at all in the arcade. And then it was like, oh my fucking God, I, we couldn't believe it. But that's yeah, really funny. Awesome. But yeah, so check that out. You'll, if you ever, you know, if you boot that up, well, you'll, you'll hear that song. Time just to check it out. Like, I got it. You know. Yeah, it's even got like the, the vocals too. You know, it's got like up to the first chorus. <laughs> then it just stops. Yeah, it just stops. Yeah. Right. The power, yeah. flying sauce of food light. Pizza I think I make almost anything sound good when you, when you decide to sing it. That's kind of awesome. I like that. <laughs> that, you know, I will say that that shit uh, was better in the studio because Zoom cuts it out if there's too many people talking at the same time. Yeah. Oh. So, like, that was, I, I, I loved our impro- impromptu concerts that we would always do in, in various episodes. And, and I think <laughs> Zoom sort of is like, is like, shut up. Yep. Do Zoom, stop talking. Not stop today. singing. Don't do it. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. So that is a very, very hilarious, interesting choice. Uh, coming out of their shells tour. Uh, it's all on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where I. That's where I technically watched. It was it, flagged yeah. for inappropriate content, though, because no one should. <laughs> because no one should. No one should see it ever. Um, Mr. Andy Ian Wallace. It. Yes, sir. Mr. Ian Wallace. Um, I believe you already you already kind of let let the beans out of the bean can. You let them spill. Yeah, I spill. I spilled the beans. Spilled a little. He got the he got the beans above the frank. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get the beans above the frank? He's Frank Castle. You don't put beans above your head. It's, 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 a, it's podcasting. Anything is liable. Anything is possible. Uh, so so let us uh, let us let's know what you thought of uh, of your pick. Well, uh, I picked um, House of a Thousand Corpses, which I have gotten a ridiculous amount of flack for now in this movie. Um, I've never seen it before. Um, Subsequently, I have seen the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween do-overs or or, uh, redos or whatever you want to call them. Yep. Um, But I never saw his original movies. I wasn't a big fan. And um, I guess this kind of just slipped under the radar. So. Finally, uh, a friend of mine at work kind of put me in a corner until <laughs> I watched the movie, and it just so happens that you guys had came up with this as a theme. So I was oh, like, "Whoa, right. whoa, 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 whoa!" Nobody puts nobody you in puts, a corner. Nobody puts the boy <laughs> wonderful in a corner. I, I, I try to tell Ty that. I try to tell my friend Ty that all the time, but he doesn't listen. Yeah, I so, said, yeah. "Dude, you can't put me in a corner." He's like, "Dude, I can't hear you." <laughs> so yeah, he, uh, he made me uh, watch. He told me to make sure I watch it. And um, just subsequently, you guys had came out with the uh, same theme for your show, which was really cool. So I spent some time watching um, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, and you know what? Uh, I was a little taken aback because I didn't realize. Like I was expecting this to be like you know, Halloween one uh, classic type movie. And I just, I didn't get that out of this. I, I mean, it was a great flick and it was, uh, you know, pretty good, especially for, you know, Rob Zombie style of um, directing and everything, but it wasn't like at the end of it, I wasn't like, you know, completely knocked over. And I definitely don't consider it as a, one of the greater horror movies of all time. Good movie though. Um, so I guess that was a little surprising. I guess everyone expected me to kind of love it. And it was a, uh, all right. I mean, I could. I would give it a out of ten. I would give it a solid five. Um, like it was a. It was a film. <laughs> it was a. Something yeah. <laughs> was not. The now, my question is: Did you? Of all time. Go ahead. Did you watch it on DVD? No, I actually uh, watched <sighs> it on. Uh, uh, 
Amazon. Amazon Prime. Well, oh, okay. If you if you if you watch wow. it on DVD and you don't pick a menu option <laughs> fast enough, <laughs> Captain Spaulding will come out and light you up for wasting his time. Oh really? <laughs> That's pretty cool. <clears throat> All right. I never I, I never had the DVD, so I wouldn't know. But, but um, yeah, yeah. I was I was doing something. I was probably making a sandwich or something, and he and Captain Spaulding comes out and he's like, "Well, thanks for wasting my you know goddamn time, you yeah. you and your no, fancy britches." And then, as I would say, re- just returning the favor, because fuck that movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I've still not seen that movie. Oh, you haven't? No, no, I've not seen that one. I didn't see The Devil's Rejects. I, I've not seen, I don't think, a single Rob Zombie-directed movie. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I don't, I don't know his style. I've seen, I, I think know. I've seen parts of House of a Thousand Corpses, but... Have you watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't think uh, I have. I don't know if I, I've seen that one. There's so um, many that I, I saw oh, the one oh, with Jessica don't, Biel. Please don't say the words, this is just as good as that. No, I was going to say, if you've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you've basically got the gist of House of a Thousand Corpses, <clears throat> more or less. Okay. More or less. I'll say this much. It was, a, it was a visually stunning movie. Like It had a lot of visuals in it, and it was kind of cool to there see. There was a visual the, component. The, there was a visual component. I did look at something for a period of time. Yes. I, I saw something. I'm not sure what it was, but there were some things going on. Uh, I, want, I, I, I think Boss Rush got a little steamrolled with his rant. I want to hear the rant. Yeah, I want to hear it too. About what? I didn't say much. All I like uh, the whole Captain <laughs> Spaulding wasting time thing. All I yeah. said was just returning the favor because fuck that movie. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to keep going. I, I was kind of. Oh, no, that was it. That was it. <laughs> no, I got it. I, I I am not a fan of this movie at all. I remember uh, seeing it for the first time. It was uh, it was at my my mom's house years and years ago, and I remember Boss Rush. You were there, and you literally peaced out. You're like, yep. I'll be in your bedroom playing your Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I I tapped out probably like twenty minutes in. I was like, nope, all set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I just don't get the 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 like love that people have. For Rob Zombie stuff, I have not liked one single movie that he's done, and I guess uh, Devil's Rejects is his best. I mean, you know, I didn't hate it, but oh my god, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I'm not. A no, fan I can, I can completely understand that point of view, like especially from how it was presented to me. Like I was, you know, hoping to see probably one of the best horror movies I've ever seen in my life. Nope. And it just didn't happen like that. It was a pretty good flick. Like I said, all around solid, but uh, definitely not something I would like knock somebody over. I mean, I mean, hey, you know, it has. If you want to see Dwight Schrute get turned into a Fiji mermaid, this is the movie for you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's in this movie? All right, I'm going to go watch it. Hold on. Yes. I'll be back. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty much uh, my synopsis of it. It was a pretty good yeah. Um, they lost me at the giant man baby eating cereal in the basement. That's mm-hmm. that's where I was like, I'm not sure what's going on here, but I don't want no part of it. Mm. <laughs> and, and this is this is just 100 percent my opinion. Obviously, you know, whatever. I know this; these movies have have their fans, and I don't want to disrespect any yeah, of, any, any fans. I mean, yeah. but, but I will say this: this is my personal opinion. You know how Quentin Tarantino makes all these movies, and everything's an homage to something else. Well, oh, I think uh, Rob yeah. Zombie tries to do the exact same thing, and he's trying to make like these <laughs> '70s grindhouse movies, and he's he's trying to copy without understanding what made the things he likes work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. I can see that. He's like, uh, I don't know why I love this, but I'll just do it again. Right. I'll take this thing. 
I from do. this other movie and just do that. Maybe I'll dial it to 11. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. And it's like, mm, no, that sucked. Oh, oh, well, I, I don't, I wouldn't know. Like, it's like, you can't <laughs> watched, tell. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I, he watched Texas Maybe. Chainsaw Massacre and he went, you know what this movie needs? My wife's nipples. That's right. what this movie needs. <laughs> it is my wife's nipples. In fact, uh, I so wearing clown. For that. In, in, instead of feet, it's going to be my wife's nipples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sherry, take your clothes <laughs> off and show them your ass. All right, that's I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like, I cannot get past Sherry Moon Zombie. She is terrible. She is so terrible in everything. It's like, oh my God, like, no wonder why you, won't, you can only be hired by your husband. Like, no wonder. <laughs> no, but that's that's actually really true. I, and the um and the Michael Myers movies, I mean, sorry, the Halloween redos that they did. Um, yeah. I think she was like the hardest part for me. I mean, Lori was pretty good. Everybody else did pretty good. But I was just like, why is she even in this? Right. Like, wh- why her? Because right. Rob Zombie's in her. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, that yeah. Pretty much solidifies her uh, acting career. Oh, that that Helen Bonet Carter is in all the damn. Um, Tim Burton movies. Tim Burton movies. She's been plugging the director for years. Okay, that's fair, but she's a talented actress. She Sherry is. Moon Zombie. Oh my God, she talks right. off key. <laughs> <laughs> that, that voice. <laughs> it's well, like actually, if nails on a chalkboard were a person. I yes. We have, have a related question for you guys, if if you don't mind. Sure. Um, could you guys possibly give us a few suggestions of movies that you would consider classics for a second go around in case we, you know, get a chance to trip onto something else and, and maybe see one of the other ones? Well, have you seen, uh, I think Andy already asked this. Have you, I, I don't remember if you answered the original Texas Chainsaw. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's definitely, yeah, I've seen that one. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Texas State right up there. I think it's a, I definitely would put it in, at the very least uh, in the top twenty of all time great sure, horror players. Sure. I think the original Hellraiser is one of the best too. I was actually going to mention the original Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah top ten. Yeah, easy. And the uh, the original Evil Dead. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I love all the Evil Deads. Like you know, and including up through the show, Ash versus Evil Dead oh, was yeah. really fun. Um, like if you yeah. watch the second yeah. one, you don't really need to watch the first one. True. But Unless, yeah, I mean, it depends on how bad. much you like tree rape. <laughs> right. They liked it so much they did it twice. No, they didn't. They cut that out. That was that you gotta watch the first one if you want the tree rape scene. Right, yeah. It's... Oh, they cut it out of the second one? Oh yeah, yeah. That's only in the first one. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. They, they didn't branch out. I yeah. thought Bobby oh. Joe I thought <laughs> I thought Bobby Joe was getting some wood. Bobby Joe! Oh. Nope, she did not. not from the tree anyway. I mean oh, Bobby know, Joe probably was. You know. There's a musical for you, The Evil Dead, the musical. I, yeah, I have actually seen that. Yep, I would go see that's, that. That's got a great song in it. My favorite song from that movie is What the Fuck Was That? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I act, so, fun fact, uh, both of the colleges that I went to did that as their musical. Like, nice. I, I went to one college for a year. They did that as a musical. And I said, no, nah, this college ain't for me. Went to the next place. And I'm like, holy fuck, they're doing it here, too. Yeah. It's kinda, I, I think that's basically how I chose where to go. So in other words, we saw Heather's. <laughs> we saw Heather's the musical. That was pretty good. Was it? I, I, I haven't seen that one. I, mean, I, did get to, I did get to see uh, Evil Dead at, at one of 8-Bits Colleges. I believe the second one. It was, yes. That was it. Yeah. 
as far as a classic classic, though, if, if I'm going to recommend something to you, Mr. Ian Wallace, yes, sir. Uh, how many of the classic Universal monster movies have you seen? Oh, okay. Now you're getting into something. Um, I've only seen uh, Dracula and Creature of the Black Lagoon and Wolfman. So the Frankenstein's... The original Frankenstein, yeah. The Frankensteins are my favorite. My favorite of all is The Bride of Frankenstein, which is not an original pick. A lot of people say that, but it truly is amazing. And uh, I would say, if, if nothing else, watch Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. And hey, watch them back to back because they really do connect very well and um, are, are just, I think, perfect. I think they're perfect. Right. Yeah, well, they're, they're pretty awesome. You've hardly ever steered me wrong, so I'll yeah. check it out. Except for that one time I said, uh, you get a free guy if you fall down that pit in Mario. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I seldom ever never take uh, don't take advice from you guys as far as video games concerned because you guys have some of the best video game advice ever on earth. So I, I would definitely need it. Spam Hadouken. Spam Hadouken. That's all you got to do. <laughs> so uh, we have some serious voicemails to get to. So uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. As I said, you are more than welcome to hang out with us. And uh, if you want to listen to our, our picks a little bit later on, you, you, can, you can hang out and uh, that's up to you. If you guys got to get going, no problem either. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Those are Thank awesome picks. Coming Seriously, out man. of our shells is the most hilarious fucking thing you could have <laughs> possibly said. <laughs> Andy, I, 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 I love you, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, we love you both. Yeah, absolutely. All the so Amalgamaniacs. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Awesome. You guys enjoy the rest of your show. Congratulations on your next season, you guys. It's well-deserved. Thank, Thank you, you so Thank much. you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for the invite. I, any chance I get to talk turtle is a wonderful time. So I'm going to, I'm going to grab a snack and head to bed. So awesome. you guys be epic to yourselves and each other till next time. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. Am I shell of a night? <laughs> All right, guys. You guys have a good night. You Take too, care. Guys. Night. All right. Oh, that was awesome. That was super fun. What a great way to kick off the uh, the theme here. Absolutely. So yep, much fun. Yeah. We got this going strong Good. Good right stuff. off the gate. Yeah. So I think first, uh, before we dig into the uh, voicemails, we have uh, five voicemails. And uh, we have one – instead of a voicemail, one of, our, one of our very good friends opted to write like a little, a little, little write-up little blog post, if you will, about his feelings about his classic movie that he picked. So actually, I'm going to read that right now. And, and that, uh, that very good friend is Mr. Mr. Old Man Wade of the Old Man Wade Show. And uh, he wrote this. Uh, this is his feelings on the movie The Craft. Oh, wow. Yes. Ouch. <clears throat> All right. So here we go. Family movie night has become a huge thing in our house since my wife's niece moved in. It was their turn to pick, and they wanted to watch the Craft remake. To their surprise, I had never seen the original, to which I responded, what part of me makes you believe I'd seen that shit? They <laughs> scoffed and said that we were watching the original and then the remake. Fine, I'll watch your shitty movie, but I won't like it. <laughs> so saith the god of stubborn. <laughs> At lightning effect. Um, the movie begins, Odin's eye, I reclaimed, I exclaimed, this is stupid. I was geared up and ready to ridicule the craft. Now this is the original now. 
I was geared up and ready to ridicule the craft before anything actually happened. Maria and Ariana ignored me while I talked poop through the, <laughs> through the first 10 minutes. My crap talking didn't last long, though. 15 minutes into the movie, and I was enjoying myself. The cast was so damn good, especially Feruza Balk. Admittedly, I had a thing for her in the 90s. Hey, no judgment from thee. She played an exceptionally rude, evil, and conniving B-word. So much so that I've, I love how he just like randomly, he randomly like, you know, edits himself. Um, expletive deleted. Uh, no. So much so that I found myself getting angry at what she was doing. Then there were her two flunkies. Let's call it like, let's call it like it is. They were her foot, <laughs> they were her foot soldiers and Hydra agents. Both of them played lackeys well, not so much sniveling, but doing whatever Nancy said, regardless of how they felt. Eventually, it seemed like they had, uh, they had to do whatever she said or they would lose the witch power. Uh, <laughs> or they would lose the witch power gravy train. <laughs> Witches get stitches. Witch power gravy train. <laughs> and gravy. I have to say, seeing this at 38 years old didn't change how good the movie was. Sure, some of the special effects were corny, but that's part of the charm. I found myself laughing, smiling, and feeling bad for certain characters throughout the film, and the ending was perfect. The hero got revenge, and the villains got what they deserved. The two lackeys came to Sarah looking to crack, uh, looking like crack fiends waiting for another hit. <laughs> when they got snippy, Sarah reminded them that she had been, that she had the big witchcraft dick and they had run scared. As for Nancy, she was left in a mental asylum, a tragic but fitting end. Then it was off to the remake of the craft. It's a giant piece of woolly mammoth shit. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Love wow. your pal. Old man Wade, and, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. That's awesome. <laughs> and he, uh, well, technically, there's one more thing. There's one more thing here. Uh, he included a picture of a woolly mammoth. Just, <laughs> oh just God. a woolly mammoth. I don't know. There it is. This is what laid that hairy shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool. I think that uh, he actually went in like a hundred percent, already convinced he was going to hate the thing. And he right. ended up uh, being proved completely wrong. Being proved wrong. That. Right, yeah. I know. Hey, you know, that's always good to st keep an open mind on stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. Especially where you're yeah. so predisposed to think you're going to hate it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right. rock on. Yep. Yep. I, I, I myself am not familiar with this movie at all. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I've never watched it either. I just had no desire to. I liked it. I, I you know, I saw it in the, in the 90s and it sort of was like just a movie. And then it sort of kind of at some point started to become this cult classic. And, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's a movie. <laughs> it was yeah. cool. I liked it. Fruza Balk was pretty great in it. Uh, she definitely was uh, pretty scary. Which I mean, I think she's pretty scary anyway. I mean, like she was whipping that big witchcraft dick around. <laughs> that big witch dick. <laughs> which dick? dick? We, which which dick? We talking about here? Um, yeah. So pretty cool. All right. So thank you to Old Man Wade. You guys should definitely check out the Old Man Wade show. They do episodes all the time, and they have been going for quite a while, and the, uh, the variety of topics is pretty staggering. They will talk geeky stuff like movies and comics, and they will talk uh, real-world stuff. They do a lot of politics. They do a lot of, like, uh, they have a lot of guests on. Sometimes they, they do a lot of sex talk. A lot of, like, just varied subject matter. It's a great show to just kind of get into, the, get into the, the crew, and they're really cool people, and, like, every week it's something different, and, you know, it's one of those shows where you really feel like you're kind of hanging out with these people, and uh, yeah, they're really, totally. really good, really good group. Um, also, shout out to, to uh, Super Woke Javi, 
who's uh, yes. often on the show as well. Really, really awesome dude. Uh, nobody I know knows more about politics than Super Woke Javi. That's, that's what I'll say. Um, anytime I, I have an opinion, I just check with him. I'm like, is this right? And he's like, yeah, or no. No, I don't like, really do that. But he, he's, he knows a lot more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> really good, uh, really awesome dudes. So um, anyway, <clears throat> without further ado, I think we're going to get into the voicemails now. Mm -hmm. So let's do that. And we are going to kick things off uh, with our very, very good friend, Taryn Barber, also of Amalgamania. And after everybody is done uh, with, uh, after we're done playing our voicemails, we're going to come back and give you our picks. And then we will uh, officially end season two. <laughs> so here we go. Take it away, Taryn. Hello, Retroids. This is Taryn Barber, the president of Amalgamania. The movie I chose to watch was All Quiet on the Western Front from 1978. And I chose that one because I had read the book years ago and absolutely loved it. And it's also on the American Film Institute's list of 100 Greatest Movies of All Time. And I can see why. The movie was brilliantly done. Um, the story is about a young man and his classmates who are Germans and enter World War I in 1917 and the movie captured the complete and utter futility of war which was one of the messages of the book um, it captured the absolute insanity of trench warfare um, literal insanity they do the same thing over and over again and people just die and it showed that but it also showed the loss of innocence and the loss of childhood and the loss of lives and how even if um, as I said in the beginning, even if they escaped the shells, the men who fought in that war were still completely destroyed. So it was a brilliant film. Um, I loved it. It was sad, um, but there were moments of um, humor in it, and it felt very real. Like I forgot that the movie was made in 1978 while watching it, and I forgot that this was 2020 because it seemed so clear and present. So, thank you for doing this. Um, I'm not sure if I would have actually gotten around to watching that film had it not been for you guys. So, thanks again. Um, I love you all, you are fantastic, and thanks for having me participate. Hello gentlemen, Adam Letourneau from He Said, She Said here. I uh, want to first wish you guys a very heartfelt congratulations on your second season of Retro Red Octopus. You guys have been putting out fantastic content since you started, um, and I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what Season 3 holds in store for the show. Um, keep up the great work. I figured I'd send this in in response to the call that you guys put out about classic movies that you've never seen before and what your thoughts were. And I'm not 100% sure that this one is a classic, but since it's the holidays, I decided to watch the movie Scrooged, starring Bill Murray. I believe it was released um, in the early to mid-80s. Probably should have looked that up. But I had heard really great things about it and um, figured I'd check it out. And it was... okay. I mean, the story is basically a retelling of um, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and there are many, many references to it within the movie, so it's kind of meta in that um, respect. but. I don't particularly love Bill Murray. I like him, I think he's a decent actor, but he's not my absolute favorite. And I thought his performance in this movie was just kind of okay. Um, it was a little spastic for my taste. I like him better in movies like Ghostbusters and Groundhog Day. 
and even What About Bob, but um, this movie was alright. Um, I just didn't find the movie crazy funny. I don't know if it was supposed to be. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be a light-hearted family romp, because it didn't really seem that way either. So, I don't know. Uh, it was a little bit of a schizophrenic experience. But, um, you know, the cast had people like Karen Allen, Carol Kane, and even Bobcat Goldthwaite, so it was quite a throwback to the 80s. And I did enjoy that. Um, I really liked kind of watching it from that aspect of stepping back into the mid-80s like that. But all in all, it was a decent movie. Um, it wasn't quite the, you know, the experience that I think some people had built it up to be. But it was okay. And that's that. So happy holidays to all of you. Um, and onwards and upwards we go for 2021. Because there can't be any other place to go but up at this point. Right. Beware and take care, guys. Thanks. This is Melissa from Encounters with Darkness, and I chose The Bad Seed. It was made in 1956. This movie is in all black and white, um, at least what I watched. Um, it's basically about this little girl who uh, went to a camp, and she... It's just, okay, so this little boy died at the camp, he drowned, and no one knows how he drowned, um, or anything, and he had won this award at the camp, and the movie shows how the man who takes care of, like, the apartment building kind of knows something about, like, that she did it. Um, she's a really weird little girl, really twisted, um, she talks to her mom very strangely. My favorite thing is when they, like caress each other's cheeks and say um well she caresses her mom's cheeks and is like I have the best mother I have the prettiest mother and her mom thinks she's just like the perfect little girl and she'll go out and play tea tea set out in the back like yard area of the apartment building and the guy who cleans their apartment told her that he found her shoes and next thing you know that man dies in a fire in the basement. He was locked in the basement of the building and he died. Um, well, then it's shortly after it's found where the mom's like starting to think something's not right. So she's like cleaning um, the daughter's room, like kind of looking through it. And she finds the medal that this little boy had won. And she's starting to realize like, oh my gosh, she killed this little boy and it's I don't know how to else to really explain it just it's a really twisted movie I recommend everyone watch it just because for its time it was really well made the acting is really well um but yeah so then at the end though the little girl because the mom went I'm trying to remember she went and like threw the metal in the water where the little boy was drowned because she didn't want her daughter to be found out that her daughter killed this little boy even though she knows and she can't look at her daughter the same way so the little girl tries to go she goes back to the camp and she goes back to the water and it's raining it's storming and she wants to like dig it up and it ends with her being struck by lightning so yeah a lot of death um it's definitely a classic i just recommend everybody watch it Hello, hello, this is uh, Leo Pond from the Dorkening Podcast Network, and uh, I want to thank 
you know, the cephalopals, you guys, at RetroRedOctopus for an awesome season. Well done. Uh, huge shout-outs to you guys. Boss Rush Mode, Parasite Steve, Nintendo Joe, and, of course, 8-Bit Alchemy. You guys rock it all the time, and I greatly, you know, I love having you guys on the network. Absolutely love it. And you guys gave us a little bit of, uh, of some homework. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. It's uh, my father-in-law's birthday tonight. Uh, but otherwise, I, I would love to join the live stream maybe next year or whenever you guys want to have me on. Uh, but, uh, you know, next year, I, I sense you're going to do well because you're going to be on a mission from God. Yes, I saw a very, you know, not too many people have heard of this movie. Uh, Blues Brothers, I think it was. Um, yeah, it, it's, I, I can't believe I've gone this long without seeing this movie. Uh, I, I'm a huge uh, Dan Aykroyd and uh, John Belushi fan, and I didn't r realize, you know, all the people that are in this, Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin, uh, Carrie Fisher, John Candy, uh, you know, the list goes on. This was a fabulous movie, I, I, and again, I can't believe that I missed it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, you know, and Frank Oz, you know, uh, the Carrie Fisher, Frank Oz, you know, team up there. And I, I loved it. Carrie Fisher when she uh, shoots is uh, at the first scene there or first time she goes after him. Uh, it's like a laser blast. So, uh, you know, a little Star Wars nod. Uh, but, you know, it, it's uh, I thought this movie would have been uh, funnier. I mean, it was extremely funny. And, you know, maybe if I saw it back in the day, I, I would have thought it was, you know, a lot funnier. But it, it was a really heartfelt, you know, really good movie. I uh, love the music in it as well. And uh, yeah, this was, uh, I still can't believe it that I've waited so long to see this movie. Uh, and I, I love it that you guys, you know, urge everybody to, you know, pick a movie that they haven't seen that, you know, just been sitting on a shelf. I mean, I remember, you know, when I was younger, you know, I've seen bits and pieces like my dad watching it and stuff, but I never really sat down to watch it. And I'm glad I did. Uh, so, uh, you know, I want to wish you guys an awesome, awesome season coming up and um thank you again for everything you do and uh yeah blues brothers big thumbs up for me and uh you know uh, i'll catch you guys later bye hello to my favorite cephalopals this is ashes from the throwdown thursday podcast first of all i want to congratulate you on a fabulous season two cannot wait to hear what happens season three so you guys threw out there that you were watching films classic films films that you haven't seen uh, for the first time and you invited other people to go along on that journey with you and so i did i watched a movie actually no that's a lie i didn't watch a movie I watched three movies because I'm an overachiever and that's what I do. So you may recall on Throwdown Thursday uh, earlier this year, which feels like 15,000 years ago, I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time. And we didn't just watch the trilogy, we watched the extended version of all three films for the first time, me anyways. And I loved them. I thought they were fantastic. So I have been itching to watch the Hobbit trilogy. And I figured this was a really good opportunity to do that. And boy, was I wrong. Um, so I took some notes during my journey through Middle Earth. And I'm going to read those notes to you right now. 
so uh, starting with the first film and going through all three films, the extended version of all three films, one book. See, it makes sense for the Lord of the Rings trilogy to be a trilogy, because each book in that trilogy turned out to be a film. One film, one book. Makes perfect sense. Why the fuck was The Hobbit one book, one fucking book, turned into three films? Anyways, here are my notes. Uh, Bilbo sounds like dildo. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins, I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time. Oh hey, Dumbledore looks great. Oh hey, Martin Short looks great. Oh hey, his name is Gandalf. Oh hey, that's Martin Freeman. Apparently Gandalf is a wine drinker. Not only a wine drinker, a red wine drinker. Now it's a party. Oh no, Bilbo Baggins may not make it out alive. It's a good thing there aren't a bajillion more movies disputing this suspense. Radagast the Brown is the most precious thing ever and must be protected at all cost. At all cost. It is Rivendell, not Riverdale. Why is Hugo Weaving so hot as an elf? Kate Blanchett could fuck up my life and I'd be okay with it. Kudos to Costume for splurging on those lace front wigs. Great investment. They walk a lot. Why is this movie so long? All that gold looks like the set of a rap video. Bilbo Baggins about to drop his new single for Shire for Shizzle. Why am I oddly attracted to the dragon? Is it smog? Sma smog? Smog? Who knows? Smog is voiced and motion captured by Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, now everything makes sense now. So the first and second film easily could have been one movie. Thanks for wasting my time. Seriously? That's it for the dragon? That's it? That, that, that's all we get? That's all we get? That's all we get? You know, the more I drink, the more I like it. Fucking orcs, man. I will say this, Middle-earth battle scenes are quite epic. And that's nine hours of my life that I can't get back. So there you go. My journey, my drunken journey through the Shire, through Middle-earth, through the Hobbit series. I can't say that I will revisit this series again. We'll definitely revisit the Lord of the Rings, probably make that an annual tradition, but yeah, no, no, Peter Jackson just could not recapture the magic that was the Lord of the Rings, and even though we got to see some familiar faces in the Hobbit trilogy, it just, it just didn't make sense, didn't make sense. So anyways, thank you for letting me call in and rant to you wonderful gentlemen, I cannot wait to listen to this episode and like i said congratulations on season two cheers to another season all right welcome back aboard everyone uh now you guys have heard all our fun voicemails thank you to everybody thank you to ashes and leo and melissa and adam and taryn for doing those awesome like movie watching and opinion giving and voicemail leaving all that good shit participating in our big old season finale oh, making man, it as it. special as it can be Alan and yes. profiling sons of guns Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so uh going uh just just let's go backwards ashes uh we just heard from ashes uh boy oh boy from the thread on thursday podcast 
Boy, I guess she did not like the Hobbit trilogy. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, didn't, she didn't uh, seem so. Yeah. I had I fun with it. <laughs> I don't know. I, got, I, got, <laughs> I, I have to agree with her one hundred percent. I I did not care for that that trilogy at all, and I loved the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Loved them. Yeah. And I had not seen the Hobbit trilogy, so I, I have no opinion on it. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not familiar with the books at all. And it's just one. That's really well, the issue. as far as like you know the Lord of the Rings. I haven't. Oh yeah. Read, I haven't read any of those books, but I watched the movies and, and loved them. And again, I haven't read that one book of the hobbit and i know there was a a cartoon that Mm -hmm. came out back in the 80s that i didn't really care for either and then and then these movies came out and i don't know it just did not grab me i mean they're like like there's some characters that i cared about but everyone else is like i don't know they're just there i I don't know it just didn't grab me like lord of the rings did sure that cartoon was a beloved cartoon for my from my childhood just like the last unicorn and it's funny because they were animated by the same people yeah same exact style and you know it was put out by um rankin bass and all the stuff but like um i i love that uh original cartoon so much and it uh it really stuck with me so much so i was i was excited for the the hobbit movies i like them uh i don't i don't love them i think that lord of the rings is much better but i i enjoy them um, the one defense that I will I will pose for the people who like Ash has said you know basically okay there's no reason for it to be three movies it was only one book uh, and it's not even that long of a book either um, I agree um, it definitely should not have been three movies that's stupid um, yeah. they were originally going to make it two movies and I even felt like that was probably too much but okay two movies I think would have been all right three is just ridiculous that that's what they yeah. did but. My three defense. is right out. Three is three right is out. Right <laughs> out. <laughs> um, so my defense is this. Um, in the book, there are like so many characters. You know, Bilbo is what? He's lucky 14 because they don't want th- 13. I think that's what it is. So you got like what? 12 dwarves plus Gandalf plus Bilbo. Um, something like that. I might be getting him slightly wrong, but something like that. Um, all of those dwarves, except for maybe two have no characterization whatsoever. None. Zero. So right. in the books, they're just background characters just there. They all get introductions where you, you see them like, you know, their names are presented. But even then, there's no characterization. It's just the names. And then later... They're just there the, so there can be 14. Yeah. And they, they're... Exactly. And then later, when they, they, they meet the guy who turns into a bear, he... Also, they, they also get a chance to reintroduce themselves one at a time or two at a time. So they like, you know, uh, remind you of their names. But honestly, there's only like, like Thorin Oakenshield is the main dwarf that's a character. In the book, he's a character. He's not, he's an important character. But even then, he doesn't have like a ton of stuff to say. But he is the most by far of all the characters who are not Bilbo, Gandalf, or Gollum. Like nobody else has less, le- Bilbo, has less to say. Right. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, Baggins, only three feet tall. Oh, you know. Bilbo, you know, sing, oh, Bilbo sing it, Baggins, sing it, Leonard. Bravest little hobbit of them all. Oh, thank you. That was nice. <laughs> um, but in the movie, they they went pretty far to give them all personality, and to have them, you know, they they for the most part. Uh, granted, there's twelve of them, so they they don't all get to feel like characters, but more of them do 
and they they give them scenes, they give them lines, they give them, you know, little things to do. Like Killy and Philly became kind of like the popular ones. They were like the quote unquote hot ones or whatever. And like they they were the young ones. They were cool. They had some scenes where, where they, they did stuff. Um, I, I really liked Dwellin. He was like the big bald one that had the, the big axe. He was really, really cool. Um, I, I, I felt like they were at least memorable a little bit. They, they still, like, Joe, you just said that they were just there. And it's like, okay, but in the book, holy shit. They are, they're, right. they're it's like, they're there just because you tell me they're, you introduced them, like, in chapter two. And that, and I know that there are still a group of dwarves. There's, like, no mention of any of them. Uh, there's one guy, Balin, who is the other one that sort of down from, uh, down from, down from Thorin gets to have a little bit because he sort of befriends Bilbo and there's maybe three sections of the book where we learn that, you know, he's kind of becoming his friend and he is the one that after the journey is all done at the end of it, there's an epilogue and it's actually Balin that goes to visit him later. So, um, even then there's only like a couple of like three parts and he has like a line or two. And even that's like a lot because most of them do nothing. So it is sort of like, in my opinion, like they, they tried to make the dwarves characters. Um, and obviously they really beefed up the character, uh, Bard, the, the guy in Lake Town, Bard the guardsman or whatever, played by Luke Evans in the movie. He had a much smaller part, much, much, much smaller. They made Lake Town this major thing in the movies. And, uh, and so, I don't know. Just saying, that's 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 all. Like it or not, um, I I appreciate that they tried to make some small characters bigger, but should it have been three movies? Fuck no. That's yeah, just just that one. I think that they just wanted to cash in the the, right. that, the that, is, in. that is it. That's new that's line. It. It's, it, that's a new line decision. New line cinema yep. is to blame for that, not Peter Jackson. Right. But interesting. Anywho. Um, okay, so back from that, Leo. Watched the Blues Brothers and he loved it. Very, very cool because I know Leo picked a movie last year um, that uh, he wasn't a big fan of, which is Blazing Saddles. And he just didn't see what everybody else sees in the movie. And uh, which is kind of funny because that's what Boss Rush Mode has always felt like. Right, yeah. I I really ought to watch that movie again because it's been a million years. But yeah, I was the same way. I mean, I didn't hate it. I was like, you know what? I I mean, it isn't that funny to me. It's like, I mean, all right, there's some spots here and there that are, are, are funny, but. Overall, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm just not into it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, you know, humor is one of those things. Like, you can't tell somebody something's funny. It either, yeah, it either exactly. is or it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad exactly. that he picked a movie this year that he was enthusiastically in love with. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, Melissa from Encounters with Darkness who yes. watched the movie Bad Seed, which is a movie I had never heard of. Right. I wasn't familiar with either. this either. Nope. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have often pondered to myself, hmm, I want to watch a movie where a child gets struck by lightning. So I think I'm all set now. I, I, I've got something to go back on. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're in a really, really like uh, fragile state of mind and there's like, there's the one thing that it's going to push you over the edge. Now, you know, instead of watching rewatching grave of the fireflies, right. You can, yes. you can, you can just go to bad seed, bad seed. Right. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, it's good it to have options. Out. It's good to have options. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we had uh, our buddy, Adam Letourneau from he said, she said, watch the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray for the first time. And, you know, hey, 
Yeah, this is this is what's cool about this. Like some people like their movie, some people <clears> don't. <throat> and that's all we're looking for. Your honest opinion, honest unfiltered opinion. Yep. So he didn't hate it, but you know, um Bill Murray isn't isn't the uh, god of of funny that for him that he is for some people. And- and, which I I agree. I agree. I don't I think he's I don't, th- I don't think he's super funny. Uh, and I do agree that I think his best roles are in, you know, Ghostbusters and Groundhog Day for sure. Yeah. I, I think he's funny, but I don't think he's the level of funny that people give him credit for. Yes. Right. Yes. In my opinion. But hey. I agree. I also I also enjoyed uh, What About Bob, but just saying. I, you um, know what? I, don't, I think that's another movie I tapped out on. I'm like, oh my God, this is just too stupid. What about Bob? <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I, I don't remember liking that movie at all. I'm sailing. Um, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, there, you, there he goes. There goes Boss Rush. And then uh, we had, of course, our beloved, our beloved Taryn Barber, who watched All Quiet on the Western Front and uh, really, really enjoyed it, which is really great. I have never seen this movie. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Me neither, yeah. I've heard I saw it, it back but... in high school, actually, but I can't remember a ton about it. It was, you know, one of those film classics that they uh, they make you watch. And I mean, I remember thinking that it was well done. It was a good film, but it was very heavy, you know, war movie. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, it's definitely a movie that I feel like is is a classic movie. I've heard a lot about um, just like Citizen Kane or Gone with the Wind or you know, bridge over the river Kwai or something like, but I've, I've just never actually watched it, but anyway, very, very cool. Thank you guys so much for calling in with those awesome voicemails. You guys yeah, really totally. helped make this. Thanks a bunch guys. Finale. All awesome. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and hopefully other listeners, other, other retros out there are going to find some new ideas of, Hey, you know, that's right. I haven't seen that either. That's kind of like what we're hoping. Um, and you'll uh, maybe find some stuff to check out that maybe you haven't thought about in a while. It's like, all oh, right, yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, yes. Uh, that's yeah, a- there you go. Coming out of their shells. If you've never yes. seen the coming out of their shells. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've never there- seen coming out of the shells, continue to not watch. <laughs> Carry on. Just don't even bother. There are probably worse things you could do with your evening. I mean, <laughs> I assume uh, they involve your thumb and a hammer. Um, <laughs> I think that would probably be worse. Um, but yeah, anyway, no, no, really good stuff. So um, I think we're ready to get into our stuff. I'm going to go last. Uh, I've been talking a lot. So guys, whoever wants to go first, please, please, somebody, somebody, somebody jump forward. Jump in front of the train. All right. I, I, I am going. Oh, no, go ahead, Joe. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll start. Okay. Um, so so my, I was going to pretend that I was going to pretend to be the hero, but <laughs> I saw I noticed Nintendo was going to take that first. Joe okay, is okay. the hero. Well, well, you know, you, you can be me if you want, because right now on Zoom, I'm pretending to be uh, Parasite Steve. Well, you know, I'm and Parasite Steve, me, uh, I'm holding out for a hero. <laughs> so, I mean, anytime, anytime you want to just, you know. Yes, for context, we're all in the Zoom call, and they've got our like our portraits on the on the thing. But two, for some reason, Nintendo's is also Steve Van Sampson and his profile. <laughs> yeah, it, which is so bizarre. Anyways, it's permanent. Um, it's permanent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't fix it now. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Um, so my pick would have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger's Total Recall. Nice. I have heard so many things about this movie just how bizarre this movie was but i just never got around to watching it um this came it came out in 1990 it was directed by paul ver verhoven verhoven mm-hmm. um and yeah, it stars 
uh, stars on, on Schwarzenegger, uh, Rachel uh, Ticotin, uh, Sharon Stone, Michael Ironside, Ironside. and Ronnie Cox. Um, I really like this movie. Um, I actually tried to watch it again earlier today, but I got distracted so many times. Um, it's, it is pretty bizarre and actually quite scary if you think about uh, the, the whole premise of the movie right, where right. Arnold Schwarzenegger's memory gets uh, erased and he gets uh, implants of fake, of fake memories. And just the idea of that is kind of scary. It's like, right. Yeah. He's like, like, okay, well, who am I really? Right. It's like, so your old memories start to come back and it fucks you up. And I don't know. It, it's just, it's really, really crazy. And I, I you know this, this movie's really good. The acting's good. I, I honestly love the special effects. I think the yes. special effects in this yes. movie are like the highlight. I agree. Of, of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, right off the bat, you know, the first scene in the movie, you see, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, uh, I'm assuming it's, a. uh, Sharon Stone? Sharon, is it Sharon Stone or is it Rachel? I think it's Rachel. Uh, the, 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 the blonde, the blonde is Sharon Stone. Okay. So it's like they're on Mars. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's having the, the dream. He's, he's having a dream. Um, and he's with a woman. And they're, That is the dream. That, that is, is the dream. dream. They're, they're, on, they're on Mars. And they're, they're in their spacesuits. And you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're walking. And then Arnold like slips. And he cracks his, uh, the glass on his helmet. And and his eyes start bulging out, and his tongue sticking out like pretty far. I mean, you can tell it's not really him, but uh, they did a really good job in making yeah. him look as close to Arnold right. as possible. And that's just and, like really a disturbing image. Yes, that shot. yes. And you're like, right. That's that scene oh my is God, not is so creepy. That is right. so creepy. And that's not that's not Sharon Stone. You're right. That's the other lady. That's yeah, Rachel lady. Uh, R- Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a really good movie. I don't want to get too much into like you know the the story of the movie, um, but I just I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. This was a movie I loved back in the day. I I haven't seen it in so long. It's been like twenty years. So I was actually really wondering what you were going to say because we did. Oh, so full disclosure, we have not discussed what we thought of our movies. We know what we picked but we haven't talked about it at all. We were saving it for on air. So yeah, I, I was really not sure. And I was hoping you liked it, but yeah, I mean, I originally had another movie in mind for this episode, but considering my state of mind is right now, I just felt like it wasn't probably not the best idea to watch it. You were going to watch the Godfather. I was right? going to watch the Godfather. And, um, then I was going to watch, uh, Oh, what's that movie called? Uh, ancient Greece from 1981 they made Clash a of titans yes i started watching that one and i got i think i got like 30 minutes in i and i just said no i'm i'm all set oh um, really oh man yeah. i just watched this recently with dr <laughs> matteo i still love that movie yeah I, I like that flick yeah i couldn't get into it maybe it's just again it's probably my friend of mine just like wasn't like in in the mood to watch it right um i mean i'll probably watch it again at some point um, but then I decided that, you know, I stumbled across Total Recall. I'm like, oh, you know what? I have not seen this movie. And it's on Schwarzenegger. I like, I love on Schwarzenegger. I'll give it a shot. And I liked it. I mean, it's not my favorite of his movie. Right. Um, yeah. To me, uh, to me too. Obviously, but. Junior. Right. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> jingle all the way. 
<laughs> oh god turbo man um so actually just uh, another surprise guest we have dr matteo right here and uh we were just talking dr <laughs> matteo about the um about that movie clash of the titans and me and you just watched that yeah. so so what, what did you think about clash of the titans i thought it was good do you do you um, have like a favorite part or anything that you liked the credits. <laughs> um, no, probably Medusa. Yeah, probably Medusa. That part. It was really good. Did you? Did you? I think you. You admitted because a lot of times old special effects aren't really scary to like young audiences because we're you know special effects technology has come so far. But I believe you admitted that that part was really scary. The Medusa part. It wasn't scary. It was just creepy. It was like, I don't know. Her face was so weird. And it looked Unsettling. like... Yeah, it did not look... The only other Medusa I've seen in a movie was the per- Percy Jackson one. And mm-hmm. it looks so much different from that. Yeah, this was more of a, a monster. You know, that was Uma Thurman with like CG snakes in Percy okay. Jackson. <laughs> this was like a monster. And right. uh, it's like... I love how that scene with Medusa is is filmed where it's like it's very much the horror scene in that movie. It is just mm-hmm. very slow and very tense and you don't yep. know what's going to happen and you know you can't look at her and uh and it's like not only can you not look at her but guess what that's not even her primary weapon. She's killing everybody with with her bow and arrow. She's right. like shooting yeah. everybody. So it's like, right. "Oh my god, if I stand here and don't look at her in the face, it's not going to save me." Right. Are the dead by arrows or dead by stone? Yeah. Well, thanks for stopping by, Dr. Matteo. Thanks. You know, this is our season two finale. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's pretty oh. cool. So it's, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got anything you want to yeah. say to the Retroids? Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, something that's like a sign-off, like okay. peace out, Matteo. I don't know something. Um, give maybe give them some advice, like if they were playing with fire or maybe knives or something they shouldn't be doing. Like, what advice could you impart to our listening audience? Um, be safe. Don't play with knives. Wear a mask. Social distance and peace out. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. Solid advice. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks for stopping by, Doctor Matteo. That was uh, that was pretty good. So, um, Total Recall. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you yeah. liked it, man. It's yeah, cool I got to see this movie again. Um, it, it, it's on. It's on Netflix. That's how oh, I watch. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Totally that's recall really it. Like I really, I, I really. I really seriously need to see this movie again. I yeah, watched it a lot when I was a kid, but yeah, the, the special effect. And honestly, it's, it's like the, my favorite type of sci-fi movie. It's like in space, there's a lot of fun stuff, but they make it their own. It's very much its own thing. Yes. Yeah. And having like the mutants sort of like makes it okay that there's no aliens. It's like, well, no, we don't have mute. We don't have aliens. We have mutants, but there's still like alien like things, things that are not human. And that just makes it fun. I mean, I love monsters. That's my thing always. So I want, always want monsters and they're the monsters. So and also, and one of them is um, the dude from breaking bad. Who's uh, Hank. Hank from breaking bad is one of the main mutants in this. Oh, okay. nice. Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Awesome. Awesome one. Uh, who wants to go next? Boss Rush? 
I will, since I was going to jump first and, you know, yeah. and go be the hero. To it. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, hey, you know, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just hop yeah. on right now. Um, um, this movie, this movie I've seen bits and pieces of over the years, and uh, those who've been uh, long-time listeners of the program may remember a season one episode, season one, episode 20, Kinder Terror Childhood Frights, where I actually mentioned this movie and uh, how it kind of traumatized me as a youth as an eight-year-old kid, uh, but recently I finally sat down and watched the whole thing from beginning to end, which is something I just had not done in my entire existence, and that is E.T. the Extraterrestrial, which I guess yes. technically makes it Extraterrestrial the Extraterrestrial, so, yes. which is kind of funny. Kind of helped me cope. Yes. And um, so I'm not, you know, if you want to hear like the story of like why this traumatized me, go listen to season, uh, season one, episode 20, because I'm not going to go through it again. I cannot uh, wait to hear what you're about to say. I just, I just want to like savor, savor this moment before the storm. I, I cannot imagine which way this is going to go. <laughs> I, it could go any way. I'm just Good. very excited. I enjoyed this movie. I wow. 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 So, uh, wow. Yeah, I, 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 I can't I believe it. it. That is and awesome. I, yep. I was like, you know what? This was a, a goddamn good movie. The thing that's not, not that it's a gripe, but it's just, it just totally, it's a, like the first two thirds of the movie is actually like pretty happy go lucky. You know, obviously, you know, ET gets, you know, stranded on earth and, you know, he befriends mm-hmm. this little boy, Elliot and you know, his siblings. But like, yeah, the two first two thirds of the movie are all, all like really jaunty, easy going and happy go lucky. Cause you know, they get mm-hmm. friends, they, they do stuff, they go trick or treating and all that jazz. And like, two thirds of the movie in like ET gets sick, which is the part I pieced out on when I was eight years old. Uh, and then, you know, the government come, the, the authorities come, and you know, they, they discover that he's there. And all of a sudden, it just gets super frigging heavy. The, the whole house and, like, the, that neighborhood basically gets, conf- not confiscated, but, like, just sectioned off. Now they're all in these, like, really sterile environments. Like, they had all the, like, the tubes and everything so claustrophobic. It's like, oh, my God. I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, stressing out. But that's yeah. kind of, like, the, the point of the, that portion yeah. of the movie. Because obviously, you know, it's an alien life form. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, there's like some sort of symbiotic relationship between E.T. and Elliot because, you know, they're both sick at the same time and, and all that. So that just, just like the tension is like dropped like a fucking hammer, like two thirds of the yeah. way through it. So I was like, okay, bam, holy shit. <laughs> so even, even as, as a 46 year old, that kind of hit me pretty hard. So yeah, when I was eight, I, I, I know I wasn't, I, I know I said I wasn't going like, to go too much into it, but yeah, I just lost my shit. And my parents were like walking out of the theater for about 15 minutes. Because I just started bawling my eyes out, which right, is funny you because said that, the, you said that's why you can't feel feelings anymore. It's all because yeah, of ET. It, it, you felt right, it all there. Much. I know, right? It all came out at once when I was eight years old. But uh, it's <laughs> funny because in the beginning of this movie, there's a couple of kids from like the same school as Elliot that are picking on him, and one of them happens to be named Greg, and one of them goes, "Shut up, Greg," which basically is like the <laughs> the, the story of my entire life from that point. <laughs> Shut up, Greg. <laughs> I, I found that humorous, but yeah, but um, yeah, absolute classic movie. And uh, one thing is uh, I find pretty funny because I guess I, in the early 2000s for the 20th anniversary re-release, um, Steven Spielberg had the decision to replace like the policeman's guns with walkie talkies. And I guess he got a whole bunch of flack for it and eventually reverted it back in later editions and he would admit like, oh yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. I thought that was kind of this weird and bizarre. I mean, it wasn't the version I saw was on on Amazon, so it was all 
it, there were guns. It, it was the way it was supposed to be. But I do right. remember like the hoopla about that back in the early 2000s. Like, wow, it's, it's people are making that big deal about, and it was just one scene. It's like the scene where, um, police are, you know, set up the roadblocks. All the kids with ET are trying to escape, you know, cause they, they broke out of that, all that confinement and stuff. They're all on their bikes. And then ET makes them all float away, you know, above the, the roadblock. And, you know, the policemen are holding guns because they're got, you know, they're drawing guns on children and an alien. So that's neat, I guess. <laughs> Thanks cops. But, um, and of course, you know, ET decides to make them all float, you know, above the cars, which would have been a neat power to have while you were trying to evade capture in the beginning of the movie. But yeah, he, the plot didn't demand it, so he didn't do it. So ET's considerate that way. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I think most people pretty much know the premise of this movie, and you know, you know, great effects. You know, so this is 1982, so the effects were pretty good. The uh, the practical effects on, you know, ET himself was like really good. I mean, he was animated really well, and yeah. When, when uh, they did a lot, it wasn't just like okay, it's just like a, a little station, like a head would pop out here. No, it's like a full body thing that actually moved around. I'm like, wow, this is pretty impressive. So yeah. I, so I was, I was, I'm happy I finally got that monkey off my back and faced yeah, my childhood fear, and finally, finally, you know, knocked that off my bucket. Dude, list. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm psyched. I'm happy you did too. That's that is so fucking awesome that you liked it. Uh, that is really cool. And I think it's a perfect example of a movie. That uses the phrase penis breath for one thing. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> penis. And also it's, it's, it's the type of movie that just does not ever need a sequel. Oh, it, right. it oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Is it? Not and, at all. And yeah. hopefully I didn't jinx that, but it's <laughs> been like, it's been almost 40 years at this point. It, it does not need one. No. So. Right. And they're, they're actually, they made a sequel uh, in book form. Okay. Yeah. That, that's one that's thing. Funny, I mean, if you yeah. want to, Add to the story, like, yeah, novelized or whatever. That, that's cool, mm-hmm. but you don't need another movie. You really don't. No. Um, I read it when I was a kid. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the right title. Uh, it's called E.T., e. The Book of the Green Planet. Uh. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that says 2002. That can't be it. Uh, there was one, I believe, Green Planet was in the title. Uh, no, that is it. That is it. There must have been a 2002 reissue or something. Yeah, it's okay. called E.T., The Book of the Green Planet. Uh, it's, it's by, it was written by William Kotzwinkel. Kotzwinkel. Oh. Uh, based on a story by Steven Spielberg. But if I remember this correctly, what, what it is is uh, it's actually his journey back from Earth, and it's just E.T.'s the main character. So him and his, okay. him and his race actually talk and stuff because it's their, their oh. point of view. But um, yeah, yes, yeah they, but they, I agree. They do talk in them. I mean, I was, I was trying to say home. But as I, oh. apparently, apparently it sounded like a ghost. <laughs> yeah, all we were getting was, oh. oh. You got to go more vocal fry. Elliot. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. hey, it sounded like the, soda. Sound like Should I do it? Petunia, the fairy of the Sagaba here. Oh, you go. Sagaba. Oh, man, I'm glad I, Petunia I, got yeah, I, yeah, him and I go way back. I, I saved him some chocolate terry. Oh, man. So, uh, Petunia, his, what did you think of this movie, like, Petunia? Like, hey, fuck this movie, man. That, that dude doesn't tip. <laughs> fuck this fucking movie. I fucking hate it. Give me some more cigars. Yeah. All right. Um, good stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm beyond psyched. I think this is the, the perfect reason to make this episode. Maybe it was all just a scheme from all just a whole year ago to <laughs> maybe someday get Greg to watch BT. And like it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff uh very very cool so uh do you guys have anything you want to say about et or do you want to move on to to eight big 
Um, well, I, the only thing I, I want to say about E.T. is that um, I, I just never liked it as a kid. I just mm. I, I I watched it like maybe a couple times, and I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. I, I thought I thought it was terrible. But um, all this sentimental and I, shit. And I yeah. and I felt bad because after seeing the, this movie at someone else's house, one of my aunts actually gave me and my younger siblings uh, the VHS of this movie. And I didn't want to like say that I hate this movie. I just, you know, what? I just, you know, thank you. You know, I think the same aunt also gave me a VHS copy of yes. this tape. And I was yeah, like, there's we totally... no fucking way I'm watching this. Yes. <laughs> this came up in that <laughs> season. Not in my life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys told this story in that season one episode. That's so yeah, funny, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I I'll pro- I'll probably watch it again since Boss Rush Mode actually enjoyed it. Maybe, you no, know, I'll appreciate it more now that I'm older. Maybe now that you can feel Maybe. feelings. Oh wait, not, oh wait. Mm, no, that's I didn't still know. Not. I didn't know I had any feelings. Still not possible. <laughs> What do you mean? Um, I will say I think Drew Barrymore is like the the cutest little sister ever. She's like so it, like yeah, E.T. Drew Barrymore as Gertie is so friggin' cute. Yeah. And yeah, her name's I, Gertie. Gertie. Yeah, so Gertie. I know. She's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a movie I haven't seen in a long time, but I remember really liking it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I like it. I, I've just never loved it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it for sure. It's not a frequent just, flyer. As of right now, I, I feel like it's one of those most overrated movies. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I the thing the thing for me was I was always creeped out by the way ET looked when I was a little kid. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't like. I do remember the scene that you're t- that like freaked you out where he's like laying oh, yeah. down. Like that yeah, was definitely. Yeah, and the a, older brother comes. You know, he's riding his bike and he yeah. comes. You know, he stumbles across him and he's just like. He's kind of you now just like, oh, what the fuck do I do? He's trying to cover him with a blanket, yeah. and like, and he's just yeah. laying there, like, oh, yeah, and he's all pale, he's like yeah. white, and yeah, yeah. That was a that was a traumatizing scene for sure. Which is oh, funny yeah. because I was kind of afraid of him. Like, I, I understood yeah. that he was nice, but I just thought he was scary looking. Like, I didn't think he was cute at all. Right. Um, but hey, oh, whatever. Hey. I'm psyched. I just, hey, I, hey. I, I'm yeah. just psyched. It was, like it. it was definitely a very popular movie back in the day and i I, yeah. I might be mistaken but i think it's on a video game in, uh, <laughs> too, but um i don't know i i, I maybe uh, just came and went and it, it just uh, came and went didn't have any impact on the industry whatsoever so none no. none no no nope. yeah none whatsoever no, didn't make <laughs> or, or the planet flash. earth or the planet or, earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or or reese's reese's pieces yes yeah, and, and of course, we all know that M&M's were approached first to be the official candy of E.T., and they passed on it, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yep. Oops. And then they're like, okay, Reese's Pieces. Not Reese's like Pieces M&M like, all right, I guess. Money, but not a smart business decision. Not a smart yeah. business decision, decision at oh. all. Reese's Pieces right. sales went through the fucking roof. Right. Yeah. With a rough. <clears throat> rough. All right, rough. 8-Bit, what you got, my man? So this movie is a movie that has just been referenced like to infinity and beyond. And no, it's not Toy Story. It's uh, it's Office Space. Hmm. And, okay. and this is a movie that like for years people go, you ever seen Office Space? You ever seen Office Space? You don't get that joke? You have seen Office Space? I'm like, no, I've never fucking seen Office Space. What's so great if about Office get around, Space? If, if you could get around to watching Office Space, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> so Does it feel good to be a gangster? The, I don't know. <laughs> the, the entire legacy of this movie is it spawned 
40 billion memes that just like it existed has. in the internet for forever and yeah. they're all great you know the you know if you could do this that would be great and like i oh. believe you can be stapler yes you know, uh say what what you know so what would you say you do here and just like there's <laughs> you know so many lines that are just classic so yeah. i was like all right all right that's fine i'm gonna watch office space um that 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 type of movie for me was um I'm sorry like that type of movie for me was um up until last year was um Pulp Fiction. I knew all oh, the, yeah. the references, all the quotes, never seen the movie until last year. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's where all these quotes are from. I know. It, it's it's always like a great moment when you realize that or you finally see the movie that all these things are from. Yeah. So so finally watched Office Space. And you know, I mean, it's it's one of those movies that like I don't know. It was fine. Like, I think it was like a perfectly capable, you know, comedy movie. It's, you know, it's full of sarcasm. It's all about how much work sucks. And, you know, I mean, it hits the nail on the head. Like, it, it really gets across the point that work sucks. And, you know, it, it does a good job and it's funny. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I feel like the movie just kind of like the reason why it's so legendary is because of how far people took it beyond you know, the movie itself, like outside of the box office, people just went crazy quoting it forever. And that just made it live on, you know, way past its, its actual expiration date. Like that being said, I didn't think the movie was anything special. Like it's, right. it's a perfectly fine comedy. It's not a comedy. I would even want to watch like a second time to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's just like a movie that I'm glad that I've now seen where all these memes came from, but I'm just so curious why this movie, like, people latched onto so hard. I mean, I guess it's because everyone can relate to it, you know? Like, everybody probably has just been, you know, at that job and felt this feeling and whatever. I think that's and what it is, yeah. It's, like, it's so intensely relatable. Yeah. Right, but, right, yeah, yeah, you know, so it's, like, everyone just, just, just latched onto that. So, I mean, you know... Mm -hmm. It, it was enjoyable to watch it. Like at no point was I like, I don't enjoy this movie, but it was just perfectly average, which I guess in and of itself is a success. Cause I guess that's sort of what it's trying to do is right, just be yeah. like, I'm a movie about work. <laughs> Works not great. So yeah, right. yeah, I mean that, that whole aspect is, uh, is what they achieved and you know, it's fine. It's, it's cool. It's, it's not really a movie that I, I'm going to be like worshiping ever. Um, right. And obviously, uh, you know, the director, Mike Judge, went on to do Idiocracy, which a lot of people also oh, yes. feel super strongly about. I, I love um, that movie. And I've, I've that, I haven't seen that one. I, I could have watched that one, too. That one is one that was definitely on my list, too. And uh, I keep hearing about it. So that'll probably be, you know, a, a, a one to keep in the back pocket, maybe mm -hmm. for next season. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, definitely. It's just a movie that you you know it's take it or leave it. It it tells a true story. It paints a it paints a picture of that you know that whole dynamic. The very um, mundane situations that so many as right. uh, so many of us have to put up with and and drive, drive people to insanity. And you know it's like death by a thousand paper cuts <laughs> yeah, of like oh yeah. my god you know I have eight people telling me that I I'm, I screwed up the TPS reports and I didn't put the cover letter on the TPS reports. And, you know, 
I, I have to hear that all day long. So that was, <laughs> that was almost part of it. It's like, it's like, it's actually, it cuts so close to home that I'm like, I'm just actually aggravated. <laughs> like, this, is, this is just actually pissing me off. Like, this is just what work is. Yeah. So, you know, but hey, you know, good on them. It was, it's a good watch. I, I'd say people should definitely check it out. Jennifer Aniston, you know, was, was great in it. Gary Cole, great cast, you know, a cameo by uh, Orlando Jones in there, you know, Dietrich Botter as the, uh, the bro uh, you know, neighbor there, Lawrence, who's just like, "Hey, man, hey, hey, okay, all right, hey, man, uh, you know, man, you just gotta do what you gotta do, man. You know, that's all you gotta do, man. All right, yeah, all right. I don't know, I'm not gonna come over, man. I don't want you to ruin my life too, man. Like he's just, <laughs> he's just the the broiest dude guy ever, and uh, he's great. I mean, definitely, definitely good characters throughout it, good acting and everything. Um, yeah, you know, Gary Jennifer Cole, Aniston. Bill the uh, the one the one uh, criticism I have for her is a. Uh, she did not have enough uh, points of flair. Yeah. You know, she really just, you know, how do you feel about people who do the bare minimum? You know, do you want to be one of those? Not people enough points of flair. Who just yeah. do the bare minimum? You know, I mean, you, you, we said you got to have 15, but, you know, Brian over there has got 37 points of flair. You know? <laughs> I mean, what do you think of people who do the bare minimum? You know? It's just that right. thing that, like, your, your life is so pathetic and, like, you have, like, control over something. So you're right. going to lord it over the people that you can. It's <laughs> right. the lamest shit. Yep. Yep. But, uh, exactly. Yeah, anyway. Good one. For sure. Yeah. Good one. Uh, I liked this movie. You know, I only saw it one time, uh, way back in the day. I only saw it one time, but I, you know, I always get, I always appreciate a good, a good reference for it. And I always think it's funny. And, you know, it was just referenced, uh, kind of famously in the Mandalorian, which nobody ever would have fucking expected in a million years, but right. it just kind of worked because it was, it was Bill Burr and it was like, it, it felt like an ad lib and it probably was. So yeah. it just made it into the episode. It's just so funny. You mentioned the TPS reports, but like really funny. Hey, you know, the TPS reports. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> you got a donkey. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That was my horrible Bill Burr impersonation. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good, kid, actually. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, awesome. Can't blame me for fucking trying, right? <laughs> I mean, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was, that was Bill Burr. Uh, not Bill Barr. Bill Barr is a very different voice. Bill um, Barr. Bill Barr Baggins. Yes. Uh, that is yet another guy with a very different voice. Um, all right. So if, uh, if we're good, unless you guys want to weigh in on Office Space. No, nope. no, I don't have an opinion on it because I I don't think I've seen it. I think I've seen parts of it, but not enough to give it a an opinion. I do. Th I will say just real quick. I think it's funny that the initial release of the movie, the big deal was the stapler guy, whatever his right. name is, Milton. Milton, and I I think that was like the big thing that everybody was quoting at the time. And now you have a stapler. Yeah, I, I burned the building down. Like, I don't think yeah, anybody down. mentions him anymore. It's just all about the annoying asshole boss and the, you know, yep. yeah. It's all about Bill Lumberg. Yeah, Bill. That'd be like, great. I think it's all about him, like 100%. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Yeah, that, that's definitely like the evolution of the office space memes. It yeah. goes from Milton to Bill, and yeah. now it's all Bill. Kind of like in The Simpsons, when it came out, it was all about Bart. And yep. now it's just Eating not about Bart. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah, don't have a cow, man. Like that was on yeah. everything. Eat my shorts. Yeah, yep. Don't have a cat. Like he it was all Bart Simpson, and then it like pivoted to Homer, and it's like, yep, yep. Bart is not a big deal. Hasn't been a big year, big deal since like scene five. I mean mm -hmm. season five. Uh, yep. Right. But uh, kind of funny how that will happen sometimes. Okay, right. so for our final uh, pick of the pick of the episode of the evening, uh, I pickity pickity do not a. 
Pickety-doo-dah-nose. <laughs> um, I, I have chosen The Hidden Fortress, uh, 1958. This is a samurai epic movie directed by famous director Akira Kurosawa. And uh, I have never seen a Kurosawa movie before, and I was really, uh, really kind of like had been meaning to for a long time. Um, this guy has done some major classic movies that have been adapted and remade a million times. Uh, real quick, obviously, uh, The Seven Samurai, which became The Magnificent Seven, which has even that has been remade a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And um, so this, this guy just has made a lot of big movies that did a massive amount of, of business and found critical acclaim in Japan, this guy was kind of like the director. This guy was like the Martin Scorsese plus Francis Ford Coppola plus Steven Spielberg of Japan for, um, you know, 20 or more years. Uh, he was really on the top of his game. Um, and then he, he sort of fell a little bit out of, uh, you know, the spotlight, but he kept, he kept working. Um, I think he worked through... So, yeah, I guess, I guess he still i mean he he died in 1998 but there are things coming out in 2020 that there's something uh i guess he's just getting credit writing credits because things are based on his stuff but he died in 98 but anyway so <clears throat> this movie um i chose for a couple of reasons uh, one one of the things about kurosawa movies is that he writes these he makes these massively long epic movies um, and Seven Samurai, I believe, is like three and a half hours long. So I, this, this movie was two and a half hours long around. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. I can, I can deal with that. But also, this is the movie that is, for years, uh, it's, George Lucas has said that this was one of his inspirations for Star Wars. So this is a movie that, in my brain, I have intrinsically linked to Star Wars forever. And I had know, known about the title, I, you know, Kurosawa, I want to see some someday. So it's like, okay, perfect choice. So, uh, yeah, this movie was completely amazing. I loved it so nice. friggin' much. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's long. And sometimes movies that are, you know, unless you're really into old movies, which I am, um, old movies that are long feel longer than new movies that are long. Right. Like, yeah. They you know, drag. It, it depends on what your your thing is, you know, but um and you know, whether or not you like black and white. This was all black and white. Um so basically to put this one in a nutshell, I'll start with the the direct references to Star Wars which are pretty minimal. Um clearly the biggest thing that George Lucas lifted um and it's not like he stole. It's just a matter of, you know, he, he was inspired. It's clearly an homage. Are, um, lightsabers. The main... There's lightsabers. No, there's no that. lightsabers. There are okay. swords. There are swords. swords. Actually, for, swords. You know what? For a samurai epic, there is not a ton of sword play in this movie. In fact, it is almost exclusively relegated to one scene. But um, anyway, so the two main characters are uh, Tahe and Matashichi. And they were played by uh, Minoru... Chiaki and Kamatari Fujiwara, um, respectively. And they were, uh, <clears throat> they're basically the droids. Okay, so oh, wow. okay. they are uh, very similar. 
so I would say the other way around. The droids are very similar to them. They are, you know, bickering friends, but don't want to admit it. Um, it's basically they're both C-3PO. Okay, so at least with R2-D2, like, obviously we can't understand what he says, but we get the impression that R2-D2 is probably a nice guy. C-3PO is like a fussy, annoying one. And they're both kind of like the C-3PO's, okay? So they're both kind of at each other's throats saying, oh, why don't you get out of here? You smell like shit, get out of here, whatever. And then they're, then they're apart from each other and all they want is each other back. And then they're so happy to get each other back and then they're, they're bickering within five minutes. And that's like kind of the cycle that they go through. And it's just funny. And it's a very serious movie, but they are the comic relief. And since they're the main characters, it's sort of a different feeling than you usually get because usually comic relief are ancillary characters that are on the side. A guy comes in, he says something funny, and then he goes away. These are kind of the main characters. They definitely start the movie out and it does, and they end the movie. We end the movie with them. Um, so it really, it really feels like they're the main characters. And, you know, it's, it's, they're just kind of along for the ride, just like the droids are. They're not really pushing the plot forward they're like a leaf on the breeze they're just kind of going with it Mm -hmm. um so basically these are two soldiers that just were in a war and now they're going home they were on the losing side and they're just trying to get home the problem is that the area of japan is so sectioned off and there are provinces and there are borders with like armed guards at the different borders of the provinces they can't get through they just want to go home and that's their whole purpose the only purpose for these two characters they just want to fucking get home and so they have to walk and they have to deal with all these armies and 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 they have to hide who they are if if they're found out that they're part of this the losing side they're going to be killed and all this stuff and so they end up running uh running into this random dude who is played so famously by toshiro toshiro mifune and this guy is easily one of the most famous Japanese actors of all time. He was absolutely every angry Japanese samurai dude all rolled into one, which makes me firmly believe that they were all based on him. Anytime there's ever been a, a, like a, a badass angry, like, like, like it's, it's all this guy. It's all Mifune, all of it. <laughs> he was fucking amazing. He was absolutely badass. He did have parts of like where he was funny, but like very few, but he was mostly just this total badass who sees these two losers and basically manipulates them the entire movie, knowing that they're pieces of shit who are going to betray him every turn at every turn, but they're kind of useful and he's way smarter than them. So he kind of just uses them along the way. And then at the end, you know, they're all kind of on the same team and it's, it's, it's just a hell of a ride. And um, one other star Wars connection is that, well, I mean, there is a princess, there is a princess who's like kind of a tomboy is doing things that uh, uh, traditionally women are not doing at this particular period in history. So she's, she's definitely more of like a a tomboy character. She's, she's a self-possessed kind of a badass. Um, just like Leia, so so there is that. But um, uh, Lucas uh, really wanted this guy Mifune to be Obi Wan, and he offered him the role before Alec Guinness. And that's he was just such a fan of these movies and this movie, and and he really specifically was like, yeah, Obi Wan's going to be like the badass samurai. That's what right. he envisioned first, mm-hmm. and Mifune really wanted to do it. One problem, he didn't speak English. 
Oh, that's rough. He had been in English-speaking. No, neither did Chewbacca. That is true. That is, you know, that is a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, but so, so this guy, so he had been in English-speaking roles before. The the thing was, he would learn his lines phonetically. So he was, it looked like he was saying the words, and he was trying to s- repeat the sounds, but he didn't actually speak it. So every single English-speaking role he ever had was dubbed by someone else, which apparently was like a something he was always upset about. He he like always wished that they had let him at least like once keep his his own dialogue, but apparently it was. I mean, it was probably it was probably for good reason. You know, it probably right, was difficult right, right. to understand what he was saying. Very hard to understand him and stuff. Um, yeah, right. So he was in some English movies, but but he wanted to do it. And it just, it was a thing between uh, him and the studio and everybody just decided it was probably a bet, a, the best idea to not, not cast him in that role. But uh, he was the guy that Lucas, like as he was writing the story and coming up with, like, he's like Mifune, Obi-Wan. So we almost got Samurai Obi-Wan, Ubi-Doob, Scooby-Dooby. Scooby-Dooby-Nooby. Ubi-Dooby-Dooby, Scooby-Dooby, Booby-Dooby. Uh, touch your tongue to mine, Samurai Mifune. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, I would, I would, I really recommend this movie. I think it's, I think it's amazingly good. Uh, the acting's incredible. Um, you know, I don't think any of Kurosawa's movies are dubbed. Like any of the ones that are on Amazon are not dubbed. So, and I think that really that's that's okay. We should, you should be watching the original actors' performances. These are not cheesy, goofy Godzilla movies or something. These are, these are like, this is, this is cinema. And that's, that's what, you know, it, they're remembered for being. And they're, they're, uh, this, this was good stuff. So, yeah, I, I am very excited to check out more from this director, Mr. Cool. Akira Kurosawa. Very good very stuff. Awesome. Cool. Definitely nice. want to check it out. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, real quickly, I'd like to like uh, double back to the, the beginning. Uh, mentioning my pals Ashley and Melissa, I want to yes. make sure I get Melissa's name, full name, out there. So when people are inclined to go check out her book, but it was October, you look up Melissa Slate Bindchadler is her name, which I gotta say is one of the coolest names I've ever heard in my life. Because it sounds like one of those like uh, NPCs you quest for in an epic RPG game. Yeah, it's definitely a like a Morrowinder Elder yeah. Scrolls character. You, you yeah. must. You must seek an uh, audience with the Bind Shadler. <laughs> it's like, it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ashley's last name is pretty good too. Great, oh, yeah, house? great house. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, man, that's a great house. That is a great it's, house. It's, it's, in, it's in the name. It is. <laughs> it leaves nothing to the imagination. I know right, right up front that that house, in fact, is great. Is yeah. great, 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 great. But anyway, I just wanted to make sure I got the sure. correct name out there, yeah. so people know where to know where to look. Absolutely, right on. All right, guys. So we have we've done it. We are through our season two finale. Amazing stuff. So fun. Uh, is there anything you guys want to uh, say, like just uh, to to end it, or should we just uh, be awkward and just like hit the button? I love being awkward. Awkward hitting of the button. Actually, you know what? I, I do want to say one thing. Okay. I want to leave our retroids with uh, with kind of an octoponder that won't be answered today. 
I wanna I wanna ask people, you know, if there's something that we can do, some kind of new segment, some kind of new iteration, some new thing that we can add to our episodes for next season that you guys are passionate about or any great ideas. I think we would love to read them and see them and get some feedback from you guys because we're looking to, you know, just potentially keep things fresh and, and exciting yeah. and, and do new stuff next year while still keeping it retro and keeping it real with all the yeah. cool stuff that we've been developing. So, you know, if you guys are out there having great ideas and stuff that you want to list that you want to hear from us, you know, right. let us know because right. that Absolutely. would be great. Yeah, do you like the Octoponder this question idea? You know, we did it for two years now. You know, is is this something we should kind of retire and do something else? If anybody has any any opinions on that or any of our B segments, obviously we we kind of this year we we did some classic B segments that we did in season one, and then we sort of uh, sort of came up with some new ones, and we kind of like I know I half and halfed it. I had uh, I had my new B segment was uh, Bookshelf of the Damned. And I did half of my episodes were that where I had the B segment was that, and then half of them were the um, I think retro nouveau. And I did I think one of them I believe I did a die monster. I did yep. one die right. monster. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I ended up doing more. Uh, I mean, I I, I I attempted to do like a you know puck stops here, but that got benched. Well, don't. <laughs> I think I did a grand total of two of those, but then I ended up doing like, you know, the uh, gross fuck food hacks and the petting those peeves. You're more in my wheelhouse anyway. I mean, yeah, I play goalie and stuff, but it's like, you know, it's just rattling stats. I mean, I'm not, I'm not good at talking sports, so. Yeah. But Leave that to Patsy and his brother. That's right. And the, the loudest sports show. Well, the loudest sports talk show. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure what it's called. I, it's a lot of words, and I, I, I'm bad with words. <laughs> too many is too many. It's a good thing you're not on a podcast. My God, I know, right? Thank God you saved <laughs> everybody from that. <laughs> oh man! And I also uh, reviewed the eight uh, bit. You had the uncomfortable it, nature facts. Yes, yes the yeah. uncomfortable nature facts, which you know, more often we're not. We're just nature facts, but I mean, sometimes they're uncomfortable. You know, that's true. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I, I think uh, I we I actually gypped you guys out on one uh, one episode, which was the 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 last main line episode that we had done because I had to I had to work super late, so I gypped you guys out on that. Uh, that was the Tiger Electronics episode. So, you know. If, oh, my if God. Do you have all... a random, just something you could blurt out as your uncomfortable nature fact? My uncomfortable nature fact? Well, I mean, it was going to be. So I was going to find some, like, very uncomfortable nature fact about tigers because we were talking about Tiger Electronics. And I thought that would be really funny. Mm -hmm. um, but turns out I don't have one. So, I don't know. Tigers aren't really that uncomfortable. Like, I they're don't know just, what to say. They're kind of fluffy. Like, they're just want? cute and they kill you. Yeah. That's and all. they murder you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they can, yeah. That's, that's sort of their they deal. They predate yeah. upon you. They predate. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think that, that that was a fun segment for me, but also, you know, always looking to switch stuff up. You know, I think maybe next year, I don't know if, I, like, I always enjoy doing the compose yourself, but, you know, maybe that's one that I'll switch up to change things around. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's always good to just keep things, keep things fresh. Keep it fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have an uncomfortable nature fact regarding tigers. Yeah. 
The South China tiger has been declared functionally extinct in the wild by scientists, which makes it the rarest tiger species in the world. While the South China tiger has not been seen in the wild for more than 25 years, there are about 100 in captivity and in breeding programs, which have been ongoing. So I hope I have made you uncomfortable in 8-bit stead. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for for carrying the torch. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just basking in my uncomfort. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, and and just, you know, to to lighten the mood, uh, uh, the name of Patsy's show is The Loudest Sports Show, the talk show, the sports. That's the official name, The Loudest Sports Show. There you go. That that way I get the correct name out there. On the dork name. I'm sure. Yes. On I the Dorkening podcast. Yep. There's so many shows. Oh, I literally the can't. only sports show as far as I, as far as I know, yes. on the Dorkening. Mm-hmm. The Dorkening network has been very good to us this year. And uh, we've definitely, we really appreciate having, having them take us into their fold. And uh, thank you for, thank you to Leo Pond for calling in with a voicemail, not only in this episode, but also our last season's finale. We got to get, we got to have him on the show. He mentioned that in his, his Absolutely. voicemail. We got to have him on the show sometime. He's a, yep. he's an awesome dude, and everybody from the from the network's just been super super sweet and really really great. Um, so thank you to everybody from the Dorkening. Thank you to you know Andy and Fish and everybody at the Inebriart Podcast Network and uh, everybody at Amalgamania and you know Epic Air Epic Airways and you know we love y'all and uh, you know I say uh, I'm ready for season three. I hope y'all are too. Buckle up. That's why I say, yeah. But yes, buckle down. No, no. Buck, yeah. Buckle up and ha- hunker, hunker up. Hunker Fuck up you. and buckle down. <laughs> yeah, hunker up and buckle down, mofos. <laughs> it's about to get inky. We gonna get slimy. We gonna whip out some suck, suck, right, cut cupping it, cakes. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> what was that? Cut it. Cupcake. Suction yeah. cupcakes. Suction cupcakes. Gotta add another thing on the menu. Uh, I'm I'm having a fucking hot enough time keeping up all these chocolate dairy plates. Now I'm gonna make some suction cupcakes. God damn it. God damn it, Petunia. (laughs) All right. You're gonna deal with it. All right, with that, we will see you guys next season. Peace. Don't say fuck. Don't say fuck. Don't say fuck. Don't say fuck. You can, you can fuck all you want, Greg. It's fine. <laughs> fuck um, all you want. We'll make more. <laughs> fuck all you want. We'll make more. Uh, Retro Octopus. Fuck all you want. We'll make more. <laughs>